open up the app and the music appears But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, tears Three minute videos, days spent filming those Airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters Labels, graphic design, there's a lifetime behind every rhyme Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like bad boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is You're tuned in to Beers, Beats and the Beers all right, check it out. This is the Beers, Beats and the Beers podcast back in effect for another week, broadcasting live and direct from the Shire Studios, as we always do, my man Insidious behind the boards. And um, listen, man, this week we are joined by a legend, a legend, man, one of <laughs> Mount Gambier's own, one of Adelaide's finest, but we're going to get to him real quick. Let's just recap last week, as we always do, real briefly. Um, man, we were joined by the legend, the icon murder. I mean, well, what can be said? I mean, we went through it all, man, from the influence of GS38 and Astro Gaz Disguise and, you know, going all through his work at the Gas Works and the formation of AKA, the Straight Up Records logo, off to his piece at South Yarra and all his influences, his design work. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're probably even going to touch on more of this stuff today with today's guest. But, you know, like, I mean, you know, just pretty much an icon of culture, someone that um, has definitively moved style in this country forwards. And, uh, I can't thank uh, I can't thank Matter enough. I mean, we're recording this. We're going. We're recording this episode now, just early in the week. So we only dropped. We actually only dropped for those listening at home. We really dropped uh, Murder yesterday. But yeah, man, like just a, a legendary dude. I've just been talking to him over the past couple of days still, and um, I can't thank that man enough for his time and all his contributions. Uh, and an amazing episode, man. Just you know, sort of you know, getting into all that some of that stuff that we did touch on with Jewel, like you know, sort of getting the the, the AKA perspectives, Jewel. Um, you know, now murder, man, one day we might bag ransom. Let's see how we go. But, you know, talking the chemical lab, obviously um, that piece at South Yarra, he's, um, you know, one of his, well, you know, as he stated himself, his most popular piece, one of the pieces that kind of, you know, took him to another level. It was cited by phase two and days. Um, you know, man, we've been posting all this shit. Well, we will be posting all this shit over the course of the week. Oh, actually, fuck, we're in the moment now. So we were posting that shit over the course of last week for those listening and stuff. I'm just confusing myself here, but um, which isn't a hard thing to do but um yeah man like you know it was just it was an honor to talk with um murder man and you know he'd someone i'd been sort of going backwards and forwards with for you know a year or so i'd been hitting him up and seeing how things were going and then yeah boom man we made that happen so once again it's just uh yeah it's an honor to sit with these legends it's an honor to get these stories it's an and it's also an honor to document them let me just have a quick sip now our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash beers beats the beers. You can head over there and support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month, man. We're out here. We're doing this. We're giving you this content free. I mean, people have been telling me to put like half an episode behind a paywall and all that kind of shit. And I just figured, no, fuck all that noise, man. We're just going to give you this shit. We're going to give you this work week after week. And if you wish to contribute to this podcast, you can head over there and do so. If you can't afford to do so as times are tough, 
please head to our social medias at Beers Beats the Beers. Follow, like, subscribe, share us around. Um, you can give us those ratings on iTunes and Spotify. They really help us out. And, um, you know, as I've stated, I'm trying to keep these intros brief because we're doing midweek drinks now. So, you know, we're kind of recapping episodes and talking about things midweek. We do those on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Always stay tuned to our Instagram for that. We just fit it in where we can fit it in because, you know, we're working at this, man. We're working this this shit daily, man. This shit's like a fucking, it's a part-time job outside of our normal work. So, you know, we're at this and, you know, we're just squeezing it in where we can and that's what it is we do. But listen, man, I don't want to keep bullshitting you because we are joined, as I stated, and if you've already pressed play, you know what it is, man. We're joined by Cab, man, the legend from um, the legend from Mount Gambier, Adelaide. He's had a laneway named after him. He's a forerunner, not, I mean, not dissimilar to uh, Murder, he, Murder himself, a forerunner of style. He's a man that kind of even started started this life of, of um, painting and writing and all that kind of thing before hip-hop culture even landed in this country. It is an honour to be joined by this man, and we're going to get into all this history with him. Cab, are you there, bro? Yes, I am. Man, it Lovely is. Sorry, what was that? Lovely to speak to you. <laughs> it is indeed, mate. It is an absolute honour, bro, as already stated. And, um, dude, I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. We've gone backwards and forwards over the past couple of weeks, you know, just trying to get the timing right and all that kind of thing because you yourself have been working on a uh, exhibition currently, aren't you, on the uh, Antitype Gallery yeah. Show? Yeah, so, um, yeah, my apologies for being a bit non-committal, but um, I've kind of had this show organised prior to the COVID thing. Yeah. And then, um, you know, life changes pretty quickly with what's going on. Um, it was, you know, put off and then it was aligned to happen again and I had to crunch that. And, um, yeah, it's it's been on, uh, you know, Friday yeah, opened two weeks ago. So yes. For another yep. two weeks. So yep. yeah, so, New March Gallery in Prospect, South Australia. Nice. So what dates? What dates? Just just so we can get those dates. What date is it running? What date did it start? And what date is it running to? Yeah. So it started on um, pretty much the twenty seventh of August, and it runs to the twenty sixth of sep- September. Okay. Sick. Um, but um, there's a few little additions that are like people who like the opening was really good it was a good turnout it was you know bigoted because of covid and like not you don't pay but you have to log log your details to access yeah. it yeah of course and that kind of got kind of not sold out but it you know got full real quick and then they opened more tickets due to um what was going on with the health at the time and that got filled up real quick. So at a, at a full opening, which was good, um, they said it was probably, you know, like the, I don't know, the biggest one I've had or some shit. Oh, you know? word. That's sick, dude. Which was cool because it's a, the gallery's not, it's not, um, what do you call it, designated for anything street culture related. It's yes. an art gallery. It's a local gallery and it's a very nice gallery. So it was good that, you know, that response was good. But um, a lot of people kind of said, oh, I'll miss your show, our oh, next one. And I'm like, dude, it's on for two more weeks, three more weeks. You know, yeah. You've got to read the fine print or whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Go on for two more weeks. 
that's yeah. it, mate. And we, we will be live, uh, you know, with this episode next Tuesday. So, you know, for those yeah. listening, you will have another week and a half at very least to get into this show. And, man, if I was in Adelaide, I'd be there in a fucking heartbeat, dude. Like, yeah, man, it, um, it looks amazing. I've seen some of the stories you've been posting to your social media. And you were just saying, what is it more of a, like, where you've, you know, where you've set it up, where you're having this, um, this showing, is it more of a traditional gallery, like more sort of traditional-based art? Yeah, what it, yeah, it's 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 a it's a community slash contemporary slash I don't know normal art gallery, but yeah. what it is is it moved recently from another location. They built this um, the council of the area built this big building, which integrated the public library, uh, the council offices, and this beautiful gallery all in one building, yeah. and the the I think what I really um, like about it is it's very central in Prospect, which is a place where I've dwelled for a bit yeah, on yeah. and, and um, in South Australia. And um, it's at the end of my lane way that the council um, honoured me and, you know, named after me. Yeah, do it, all, it all integrates into one bigger picture. Yes. Um, you know, my studio's up the road in the church. And um, at Holy Rollers, which is a, you know, a church that is artist studios. And, um, yeah, it's all, that's where I dwell, that area, and it all aligns, you know. Yeah, so you bro. walk up the way, and then all of a sudden you're, um, you get to the gallery and there's the other side of my life inside of there, you know. Dude, it's, it sounds it's it sounds yeah. it sounds like a, a, a like a fully immersive you know experience, man. Like you know, and and dude, I've got to get to the whole lane. We'll get to the whole laneway part in time because I mean, what a fucking honor, man! Like, did you grow you you ran um, area one hundred and one in that area initially, didn't you? Where the laneway yeah. prospect ninety eight. It was a uh, so there was three of us. We wanted the studio, and um, we, we we were looking for a place to work on stuff and. Uh, we got this old shop and we just kind of boarded it up and, you know, put metal over the door. So it just looked like a, a, a blank space kind of thing, but there'd be things in the window, but you didn't know what was in there. Yeah. And, yeah, it kind of was this thing, it was a studio space, and then people just kept knocking and asking for uh, clothing or jewellery or whatever mm. they were making. And um, that's the point, just started with no budget, just opened it up as a um, open studio slash little shop and, yeah. you know, my friend Sean, who was the first kind of guy who decided to um, help help Australian writing by bringing in paint that we could not get. That's right. Um, you know, he we had paint, we had uh, magazines, clothes, all kinds of weird shit, you know, just yeah. Yeah. means whatever, you know, art, jewellery, and we had exhibitions since 1999 that were street culture related and, yeah, all kinds of stuff. It, 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 it was a very organic process. Yeah. It was no finance. It was just, fuck it, let's do it. Um, let's just not ask permission. Let's just get on with it and do it and yeah. not fucking go down that, you know, kind of road of 
having a business plan and all that. We just did it as artists, you know. Yeah, that's but, it, man. That's it. As you've as you've done things throughout your entire career, and you know, like, I mean, we always take it back to the roots, man. So you know, like, just you know, having followed you over the course of time, being aware of your graffiti, and I'm going to get in, I want to get into everything, man, because it's you know, it's it's long overdue getting some representation of Adelaide. We've had Adelaide, we've had you know, South Australians on the show in the past, but more MC or production related and things like that. I mean, it's time, particularly off the back of wildfire, you know, shouts to Foe, shouts to Arcano, shouts to people such as yourself, Puzzle, and everyone else behind wildfire, man, because um, what a fucking, you know, just what an amazing document of, um, or documentation of what has happened in Adelaide over the years, man, you know, and that's, sorry? Wildfire is a fucking really good project. Amazing. uh, I've been watching it since the one since I sort of started researching and stuff and watched yeah. it. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, you've got all these guys that go, oh, fuck, is that ever going to come out or whatever? I'm like, you have no fucking idea the amount of work that this oh. guy has put into this. Like, yeah. the research is out of control. Yeah. You know, he's going to um, – he's looking at microfish from the advertiser, which is a uh, newspaper here, and going back through every article related to writing or graffiti or vandalism, you know, mm, mm. In, throughout this state and probably every other state as well. And, you know, he's, he's stepping beyond normal parameters of someone telling a story. You know, he's kind of, he's researching someone that no one else has got the shit together to do. Yeah, and it's dude. fucking and when dudes would say, like maybe three years ago, oh, it's never going to happen, I'm like, you guys, that's cool. Cool story, bro, but um, mm-hmm. the amount of work he's doing, you've got no fucking idea what's going to come out of this. And Straight up. It's a fucking incredible project and it's an amazing project. And, um, yeah, fuck, that's a wildstyle lifestyle, wildfire for SA. You know? Yeah, it's bro. Fucking, yeah. It, 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 it tips the hat to what happened and what was happening at a time that can never be uh, reproduced. Yeah, yeah, Re- replicated, duplicated, reproduced. Yeah. Well, it's something. You can't reproduce. That time was that time, and I'm sorry. That's you weren't it. there. Don't, don't get your nose out of joint, but yep. enjoy it because you, you've actually got someone that's got their shit together to fucking show you this. You know? Yeah, exactly. Dude, exactly, bro. And I've got it sitting in front of me, man. And it, it is, it is, you know, not. I mean, the same, you know, not unlike King's Way, man. You know, it is just that exhaust. You know, it's an exhaustive fucking um, documentation, like you know, and exhaustive in that positive sense, in that I could see how, you know, the effort that has gone into creating this, documenting this, and you know, as a dude from Brisbane, I've visited Adelaide three, four times, you know, and I remember, you know, one of the first times going down there and being taken to an RCF wall and things like. Like that like it's amazing to hold this documentation in my hands and to talk to you and i'm gonna i'm hoping to talk to others i've spoken to delta and all that kind of shit about talking to other people involved in this book but you know man just getting to know you guys and um hearing your stories and then broadcasting oh, he's such a good dude oh yeah man shouts to delts big shouts to delts out the gate big shout to delta man like you know 100 yeah. all day like, you know? i'm spent with that guy's fucking 
you know, incredible. Like, we just get on so well. He's a fucking amazing guy. Yeah, man. He's hard not to get on with, dude. Like, he's just an incredible human being. Like, we had him on. We had him on the podcast, man, and um, we had him come, you know, come to the studio, and we did it over two. I think we did it over a few months, and we did part one and a part two because, you know, you just couldn't fit it all in one episode. Yeah. And, you know, as people have been pointing out this week, even, you know, even though we only dropped Murder yesterday, um, you know, people are already telling us, man, we need to do part twos. And I imagine it'll be much the same with you, bro. You know, like sort of getting into all this, man, we could easily go back and just, you know, once we get to the end of these interviews, two hours is never enough, man. You know, it's just kind of like you could. But I've been for such little time. I haven't even heard Jay's whole thing. Yep. Yeah. I've heard his whole um, thing. Yeah. I listened to a bit last night and I spoke to him on the phone today and I'm still getting through it. And he's like, oh, if you want to elaborate on the Austin Week story. Yeah. For his last graph, last or his last time he got, you know, last piece and stuff. Please do that. Yeah. I kind of got to that point and that's about it. So I don't know what he said after that, but I know what happened that night. And it's funny, it's not funny, nothing's funny. <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude, I know what you're saying. Well, listen, man, listen. Out the gate, why don't we, you know, why don't we just speak on that, you know? Because that's, I mean, that's going back in the, you know, that's sort of going back in history books now. Because he, you know, he kind of called it a day from a league graffiti in the, you know, late '80s or dawn of the '90s, and you were there when he did it, man. Can you tell us about that Elstonwick story? Uh, yeah. So I lived kind of nearby in the same area, and I. Jay and I had been hanging out for a long time and, um, you know, pretty good friends and it's like, oh, you know, um, what, what do you think of doing these billboards on the platform right on the station? No one's done them. I'm like, yeah, that sounds okay. And um, so we gripped up paint, went to his house and then uh, his mother, Kathy, is a lovely woman. Yeah. Uh, she, she used to... Um, I stayed there a bit when I came from the state and totally a, a brilliant mind and a brilliant person. That's, you know, pretty much how Jay's a brilliant mind and brilliant person. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was like, oh, Jay, you guys have gone out, you know, to paint illegally, touch wood, and we all touched the table <laughs> and Jay didn't touch it. And yeah. I'm like, dude, fucking touch the table. And, <laughs> I think, I don't know if he remembers this thing. He goes, no, that's close enough. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just a funny thing at the time. But that night was um, doing a billboard. He's doing like a, pretty sure it's a Penny Copper Super Spray Bill M with a Tuxen Aqua slash J Side 3D. Wow. I'm doing a uh, Kmart uh, performer blue feel. I suppose it's wild style, but yep. it's a bit more technical than it should have been done. I should have been doing something like he did, something more creative or blocky or something readable. But I'm, you know, just doing what I could with what I had. Yes. I'm using the performer uh, old Kmart paint, dusting in a bit of whatever toxin I had yeah, yeah. and I rock the outline and um, next thing you know there's the platform that comes down to the station there's like a fucking gang of cops you know and they're running down and they look angry and they're <laughs> up and it's like oh shit so we bail we run to the end of the platform we jump off the end 
And like like I said, I don't know what Jay said before, but um, I, we pretty much, he went to the left of the platform, which is towards the direction of Kathy's house. Yeah. And I went to the right and with my partner at the time and we climbed up this embankment. We got to this thing and I jumped the fence and unfortunately it was a two-story drop to an underground car park and I did not. Fuck. And I ended on the ground and I was fucked up for a bit. And I got up and my friend who um, was about to jump said, no, 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 no. Um, they hung over, got to the next level down and then hung and dropped and I caught them. Yeah. We ditched all our jackets and hats under this car, walked out of there in T-shirts and walked home, got changed. I put on like a white shirt, a, a pair of court pants, like that one pair of pants you had to go to court funerals yeah. or from wedding um, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Put yeah. on, you know, sensible kind of clothing and we both walked back to Jay's or Kathy's and um, were knocking on the window, no one was answering, I didn't want to disturb Kathy, even though she probably would have preferred to know that Jay's been busted. Yeah. So I assume that because it's fucking three in the morning by now. Yeah. And I think at 7 a.m. I get a knock or 6 a.m. I get a knock on the door and there's Jay at my flat. And I'm like, fuck, dude, where are you, bro? And he's like, oh, you know, they came up to me. I thought it was you. He had super sprays in his jacket. And he goes, is that you, Scott? And no, it wasn't. It was, uh, you know, cops and he got busted. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's kind of fucked up. But, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. No, I don't know. I've never seen a photo of it. You know, like I didn't even take a photo of that piece and, I'm, and never did he. Even though we live in that area, we kind of went, oh, fuck that, you know. Yeah. And did you finish? <laughs> did you finish? Yeah. Sorry? Did you finish it? No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like I haven't even outlined. His look great because whatever Jay paints looks fucking great anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, it... Yeah, his end was amazing. Penny Copper Super Spray with a fucking 3D and those colours on a billboard on the platform, the trains pulling in and out. I'd like to see a like photo, you know. I don't know if anyone ever took one. We didn't. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't finish it. He got caught. I got away. Um, we just, I don't know, out of sight, out of mind, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now, it's like everything. You know, like when I was younger, my thing was... Hitting freights with throbs. Mm-hmm. All these throbs, no photos. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, some of those are probably better than pieces for me yeah. at the time. Not because of the style or it's just that mindset at the time. It's not about what the outcome was. It was more the way you were thinking. Yeah. And I would like to see the way I was thinking back then because you see ones at a certain age you know, like, oh, you were 15 or 13 or 14, whatever. And you see ones from three years later and they're bigger because you can reach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Shit like that. And, and they're not that great, but they're fucking, you're making your name and it's running all over the country. And that's what I liked about the freight thing back then. So. Yeah, dude. It's a sidetrack, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, 100%, 100%, bro. How's the sound? Is the sound all good? 
Willwood? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just sounding a little bit echoey, but no, it's all good, man. It's fucking, it's not too bad. I'm just thinking for the, uh, for people listening at home. But I mean, I suppose that leads us into it, bro. I mean, you were, you know, like going back, you know, you're talking about the freights and stuff, but pre the freights, I mean, you even started painting before hip hop coming to this country, didn't you? I mean, you were influenced early on by like punk and metal and all that kind of thing. And you were writing your name back in those days before hip hop even landed here. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. It, it, what it was, was um, we, uh, a friend, a good friend of mine, someone you should interview, Kano. Yes. Um, in Melbourne. Anyway, long story short is when we were kids, I met him in year four. Um, me and a mutual, uh, one of his mutual friends set us up to have a fight. This is a fucking year four in primary school, you know. <laughs> uh, I was some weird shit like I wouldn't let him draw with me or some weird thing like I don't fucking know. Who cares? And yep. it's, it, we, we laugh about it, you know. But I, I, I'm like, uh, some dude arranges some fight. I don't show up. He doesn't show up. Next day he's, you know, hanging out with me. I'm hanging out with him, you know, come up to my house and check this shit out. I've got a blue tongue lizard <laughs> that I found you know, in this cupboard box. It's in my fucking cubby house or whatever. Yeah, dude. It's fucking kid stuff. Check out my BMX. Hey, I'm into this pinball game, whatever. Yep. We got on real well. We started drawing together. So I suppose when we were a little bit older and we're hanging out, um, we were really into punk rock. Um, and we kind of used to draw a lot. And I suppose... The only thing I can kind of really make it easy to understand is that, you know, when, say, you see an old school comic and they sign their name at the bottom of the comic. Of course. Like Ted Robbins or, 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 or anyone, anyone yep. like Mark. Mark or fucking Vaughn Godet, you know, or, yep. or fucking whatever. And, you know, we took that aesthetic from our, with our drawings, but we make up these non-diploma slash what we call logos, which are kind of nicknames, and we would just write them around as part of the punk rock thing, but yeah. also, about, you know, anarchy symbols, dead Kennedys, yeah. logos and cool shit, you know, anything, yeah. you know, whatever we wanted to do at the time. Yeah. We used to draw weird shit and we used to draw weird shit. Basically, that was it. And we had nicknames that went with it, and that's where the logos thing came from, came on myself and the punk rock thing. And then I suppose I moved to a rural location, Mount Gambia, and I started seeing, you know, like before I moved, I, I'd heard like the message from friends from England, mm. that record or something, and, um, you know, Buffalo Gals and all that, but I didn't really get what was going on. And when I moved, it kind of all became that kind of breakdance era around yeah. that period. Yeah. Things popping up. And I, I actually, um, even though the graffiti thing was already happening, but not in a way that we would, as Australians, understand it. Yeah. Hip hop media kind of um, thing that we all kind of thought that's the way it was. What, what kind of happened was um, I had seeing this TV show with these detectives and they went to some kid's flat. It's like a daytime TV show. Yeah. They went to this kid's flat and they looked at this person and they said, I can take you where they are. Next thing you know, they're in a train yard and there was kids playing bubble letters in the city subway cars. Wow. This 
like a fucking daytime TV. And I thought I was tripping balls because no one knew what I was on about. But they say, oh, it's this show Dreams Don't Die. Yeah. I saw it recently. It's not that. Uh, recently I met a guy who I knew who was actually living in the same place, same school. He was sick home. He saw the same film. So he, he, he kind of said, yeah, it's out there. Wow. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. So I saw that and was mega blown away. And I think it was that night I, um, my school gave me all these art materials unbeknownst to them. I kind of got all this spray paint from my school. Um, it was parent-teacher night and I had to sit in the car with my parents and I um, went and got all the spray paint from the art class while they're sussing out my um, grades or whatever. <laughs> I picked it up and, um, you know, that paint that was invented that night um, was kind of the first stuff I used to use around when I lived in Mount Gambia. Wow. And, um, you know, back then, though, I was spray painting, like, crazy fucking bright green skate punk kind of weird characters I used to draw and yeah. things like that, these yeah. UFO-based kind of things that I've never kind of shown anyone, but Kano knows. A few other dudes have seen drawings and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, like, straight away. After seeing that doco or that no, that daytime movie and there happened to be tear parent-teacher night and went and invented the paint from the art class while they're in there, you know, sussing my grades. Yeah. That, I'm painting all this cool shit and I thought it was amazing that it looked shit. Yeah. But I, was, <laughs> I, I hated what I did but I loved it so much. Yeah. The colours, you know. And the paint back then, this is the fucking, the cruncher for me is it's like old British paints, lollipop pink, purple vogue in Berger, Fucking uh, crystal mint in fucking deluxe. Damn. Fucking sick paint. You yeah, know? dude. Yeah. And even even the names, even the color names. Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. That shit was the fucking bomb. And to be honest, I don't, not many dudes cope today with that paint because we know how to use it. But, yeah, um, no, for real. For real. Fucking A. Dudes will lose their shit. Going, oh, fuck. I can't go to a fucking graffiti store and get the most thickest paint. And, Every nozzle was, you know, it wasn't like that. Then. No, a hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. And I don't, and I don't mean to cut you off because that's what I, man, that's what we always try to sort please, of. Re please do. I'll talk forever. Yeah, no, know? no, no, fucking yeah. do talk, talk that talk, bro, because that's what we're here for. Yeah, but yeah. you know, like that's what I want to reiterate because you know when we talk to people such as yourself and murder and jewel and we can go back through the list, you know, like I keep forgetting that we've had Sham RDC on and others, and you know, like I forget some of you know we're at 79, 80 episodes now, you know, seventy seven. 78 something like that i forget some of the people we've had on but when we go back through the history books with dudes you know um from your ilk you know from your school from that generation what you can't impress upon these people enough is the tools at your disposal at the time and what you created with them like when we spoke with murder and all them you know just like they're they're fresh in my mind murder jewel pest everyone like that recently um like that's the thing man what you guys were using i worked in a graph store for four or five years man you know like i know there's like there's skinny nozzles fat nozzles, like you know man use my the fucking dude, you were pulling nozzles off, you know, Mr. Sheen and all that kind of thing, bro. You know, like and the, yeah. the stock yeah. standard tools that were available to you then and what you created with them is um, you know, dude, it's something amazing, man. And it's you know, it's it's probably incomprehensible to a lot of you know, a lot of the newer generation out there now, they wouldn't know what to do with those kinds of cans. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's kind of like when the you know the studio that became a store, Area One Hundred One, mm-hmm. wasn't like a planned thing, but we sold nozzles and. I'll be honest with you, fucking dudes would complain and moan about prices or coverage of this can. I'm like, I would kind of be blown away by their um, complacency in society to just expect everything handed to them. And that was a really fucking weird thing to me because, man, I fucking grew up, you know, make mistakes, you learn. You know, try things. You fucking, you're going to, you know, everything's going to work out. That's life. Yep. I found that there was a lot of people that expected everything for free or cheap to be handed to them mm. for tagged X amount of times. So I really don't give a shit. Yep. So, oh, sorry, bro. But um, I really don't care how many fucking blah blahs you did because at the end of the day, we're all going to fucking die anyway. <laughs> so, you can be the fucking show pony of, of your existence around your friends, but that shit doesn't mean fuck all to me. Yeah, that's it. I like good people with a good attitude. I like creativity. I like doing cool things. And I don't really want to get bogged down with your bullshit over a can of paint. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't, that, the whole shop thing was organic. It wasn't planned. It was just an extension of the studio yeah. from people knocking on look and we buy hoodies, we buy T-shirts, we buy jewellery, we buy whatever you're making, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it kind of turned into a, a retail thing. And, I'm, you know, it's kind of like people say to me all the time, you should make another shop. It'd be incredible. I'm like, I don't have to now. There's a million websites. There's a million brands. There's yep. a million that yep. we were kind of picking things at that time that you couldn't get yeah so we would import fat laces from the states and you could get every sick color and weird shit like that and people just kind of took it for granted over time thinking well this is the way it is now and, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. and that's great you know congratulations yeah, i just man. kind of liked finding things that weren't as easy to get yeah, that's and it, dude. That's it. Regarding paint, you know, when someone used to come back and go, I tried to outline my piece and this colour was terrible, I'm like, well, you know, you know, there's a little chalkboard in the corner of how many fucks I give. Um, <laughs> I've so many cans of paint that have not worked out or whatever, I've never cried or been upset about it. Yeah. I've just, okay, I've got to up my game to be a bit more intelligent about how I'm using it. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. What what paints were you stocking early on, like in that period? Uh, so, yeah, straight up it was, um, so Chime brought in the Rusto. Yeah. Um, and he brought in uh, Rao. Yeah, that's know, right. Yeah. Rao from Rao, which is, there's some fucking incredible paint there. That you, like I said, you've got to know how to use it. Yes, yep. I don't jump in and not research your shit. Fucking incredible, still uses it to this day. In fact, I opened up this fucking cool box recently, I'm talking two days ago, mm. and it's like a whole massive box of paint that Dash had given me. Yeah. And all fucking old school Montana's, Moltana, yeah. Rao, from when he was over here. Yeah. You know, and he gifted it to me and said, Man, you, I don't need to take this back, you, you'll love this. Yeah. And I forgot about it, and it was in storage, and I just found it two days ago. I'm like, Holy shit. Dude. Stop what I'm going to do with this, you know? It's coming up on some gold. I don't have to get the empty because some of the cans are fucking 
old, old school, like the original ones that Sean used to bring in. So, yeah, it was Rusto. Rusto originally, like American Accents and Stops Rust. Uh, Rao, I used to get Diamark in, Dulux, which is the very basic range, like five color type yep. range. Yep. Uh, you know, the blue fade kind of can. And also, I used to get in my man Anesti. Uh, I used to get a lot of Signet uh, for oh, his yeah. crew going out. Yeah. And we hooked me up with that. And then he pretty much said, I'll look to, you know, contact them direct. You know, so yeah, he hooked me up with that, which is rad. And then we had, you know, we had like, I don't know, uh, you know, Montana cans back in the day used to distribute. Uh, uh, Montana German cans back in the day, Samar used to distribute. Yep. Uh, yep. So we had all his mags. We had other odds and ends like from Melbourne, like homemade zines and we graph related stuff. Little bits and pieces are coming through. Yeah, yeah and just kind of a few nozzles. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and B Boy belt buckles, you know, yeah. like the right name. Yeah. Any name kind of style. No, that's dope, man. It's 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 yeah. mate. Like Shine was on that shit early, hey. Like because I remember um one of my one of my first wave. Yeah. What was that? Sorry. Oh, his first wave, like first, oh. first, like I don't, you know, maybe other dudes brought in paint here and there, which is cool. Yeah. Um, he was the first guy to kind of do it properly, and you know, yeah. even Ang paint from Malaysia, he had that for a while. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can find that in hardware stores nowadays, but back then. The colours were fucking just some beautiful purples and blues and shit, greens. Oh, straight that up. Was, you couldn't buy it in Australia. You know, so he kind of, he did everyone's hard work mm. before everyone started bringing stuff in. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. Because one of one of my mates up here, a good mate of mine, he used to paint all those wicked campers, those wicked camper things you'd see around that'd travel around the country, and all the paint that was being used on those early. And I'm talking, you know, we're going back maybe 10, 15 years, something like that. I mean, maybe ten, you know, yeah, maybe ten, fifteen. I don't know at this stage, but we're going back in probably to the early two thousands. They were all being painted with rels, the early maltos, yeah, and all that kind of yeah. thing, and, and it all came from Shime. They got it yeah. direct from Shime. And then uh, I think I believe somewhere somewhere involved um, was that monster paint down the track where the business maybe changed. Ah, dude, that was uh, that was my mate that was involved with the monster paint. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happens to that paint. I um, I think I tried a bit of it. But- don't really remember. It, it was but, a t- yeah. it was manufactured in Italy from memory. Like I. Was- uh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I printed, like, I went up doing a lot of the stickers and stuff that they used for them or that went yeah. out with, you know, because I was screen printing at the time and, uh, do, you know, doing screen printing work and all that sort of thing. And, yeah, man, yeah, that was all coming through Wicked Campers via, I'm pretty sure, via Shime. And they had, um, I think they yeah. only wound up with the whites, with a white and a black, you know. They were going to do a full range and then it all just kind of, yeah, it all just kind of fell through. I don't I don't know oh, exactly what happened, but, yeah. Trying like crazy, you mean? Or? What's that, sorry? Oh, no, sorry, the monster or Shine's paint? Oh, Shine. no, monster, the monster paint, the monster. Oh, yeah, so what it was is I ended up with some ink or something that someone gifted me, but um, I never really, I don't think I used to spray paint, um, yeah. but I remember speaking to some dudes in Scotland back in the day when I had, like, in, I don't know, it's fucking 2000s, whatever. Yeah. And um, they were like, yeah, we want to send you a sample pack, um, and then I don't know what happened, you know, things changed, whatever. So I never really got to try the spray paint. In fact, I have no real idea what it was like. But um, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I remember some ink and some other marking related things that they sent. Anyway, little getting sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, no. As as we tend to do on this on this podcast, man. Yeah. But I mean, dude, it, it always ties back to you know w- what it is we're here to talk about, and that's you know that's yeah. your that's your history, your influence. Yeah, that's a conversation. Yeah, dude, bro. That's exactly what it is, man. It's just general conversation. People get it raw and direct, you know. But man, we are here to focus on like your like the, the dude. The, you are and you are as innovative with style as any of our past guests, if not, you know, more so, man. In some cases, you know, you've 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 certainly, you know, man, you've brought that shit to the country, man. And it's a, it's an amazing achievement. I want to go back, just just you know, just back a little bit when we we're talking about the punk rock and stuff. You're you you know early on, you were in influenced by Kiss and all that kind of thing. How much did yeah. the, how much influence did that kind of imagery and all that kind of thing play on you? Like, you know, like... Huge. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, I went from listening to the Muppet Show record to Kiss and everything in between that my parents had, which would have been 70s shit, like fucking, I don't know. Well, one of my friends' prison tendencies to call was brainwashing music. It'd be everything from Mike Oldfield to you know, tubular bells and all that weird yes. kind of shit. My yeah. mum would go in a car and we'd be stoned out of our fucking minds when she'd pick us up and he'd go to me, uh, oh, no, she's got the brainwashing music on. But, yeah, no, so back <laughs> to my story, I went from listening to things like Bob Dylan and The Muppet Show to Kiss and then I suppose Community Radio had a huge part of my life because I could not sleep very well, so I would listen to music all night with the radio while I tried to sleep or I had a big old Astor TV and I'd watch like old monster films or whatever was on ABC at the time. Yeah, yeah. Kong or Godzilla type shit. But, yeah, pretty much community radio and then I suppose, I I, I don't know, The Damned. Yes. And Sex Pistols were kind of like The Damned would kind of before the Sex Pistols for me, but, um, yeah. and, and then, you know, kind of then it's sort of a lot of English punk bands, but then at school someone brings me a tape and gives it to me and it's uh, Dead Kennedys yeah. and I'm like, fuck off. And I love The Clash, right? I was really yep. big in The Clash. Fucking love The Clash. Yeah, me too. Once I heard that, I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, let's fucking look into this. This is yeah. hardcore punk rock, not just punk. Yeah. But unfortunately, due to my location times, not having any kind of money as a kid, because we were in a family that had, I didn't have an allowance or any of that stuff. Yeah. I think whatever you know, if I got five dollars a week, whatever it was, it'd go straight away by fucking coke and whatever mm. to get through the day to eat. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Records were hard to come by for me. Uh, yeah, kind of early English punk rock, but then once I kind of tapped into the American side of it, it was that's what I love. Yeah, dude. For this day, all these years later, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, we're talking, man. We're talking 12, 11, 12, 13, whatever, I don't even know. Yeah. And Still love what a lot, you know. Yeah, so. dude. I remember I watched that. Um, I watched that interview you did, and this is ages ago. Like I try, like you know, when I do these, when I do these interviews, I like I'll you know I'll read media and stuff like that, but I try not to listen to other people's interviews of you. But ages ago, when um when Sanchez the lesson dropped that interview with you, and I saw you in the TSOL shirt. 
I was like, oh, word, man. I was just like, that's crazy. You know, I'm a hip hop dude to my core, man. Like, you know, I grew up on hip hop and shit, but I got into punk rock through the 90s and stuff and started a band and boom, boom, boom. And um, yeah, man, like I I was into all that shit. I mean, I love the Dead Kennedys and, you know, like Give Me Convenience, Give Me Death was one of my favorite albums. TSOL. When I saw you in the TSOL T and I saw, I read another interview by you where you cited Motorhead and I was just like, wow. Yeah, Motorhead. Like, so, okay, Motorhead. Uh, so I was in the metal and shit, but uh, with Motorhead, it's beyond that. It's kind of more fucking. It's I don't know how to explain. Motorhead are just it's like a mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. For me and, yeah. and and my friends as well, and even people I've met since then, and it's kind of like a. I don't know. It's Motorhead's this fucking. It's an they're, attitude they're, almost. They're heavier than a lot of bands that are heavy. Yeah. Because of how they are, who they are, what they do, and yep. God bless me for fucking giving us this brilliance. But um, yeah, man, everyone else. But it, you know, it's fucking Motorhead were fucking. I reckon they were fucking heavy beyond heavy metal because of attitude and mindset. Absolutely, dude. That Absolutely. makes any sense, you know. And I, yep. hey, look, I'm not, I'm not some music guy trying to fucking educate anyone on this and that. I just, I. That's the way I think. Yeah, dude. No, but it, but it's your influences, and it's the influences that kind of that you know that manifest in your style at the same time. And music, music plays a huge role in that, man. I remember when I first saw Motorhead, man. I, I was watching the Young Ones when I was a kid, and I saw like, yeah, I saw Damned as well. Yeah, dude, the Damned were on the there. Young one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like seeing them on there, man, and just like the driving force of Motorhead, where they weren't. They like well, they were metal, they were punk, but they were everything, man. You know, like they were they were just their own, and they were this huge driving force. The sound, the barrage of yeah, noise. Force. There, there's there's no fucks given, and yep. they're going hard, and they're going fast, and um, you know, if you're in 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 front of them, you may as well step aside because this is coming through. This crazy train is going to fly through you. You know, and they're fucking they're good, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see them live? No, never. Never See, seen them When I was a kid, I moved to the country. All the bands I would love to have seen, unfortunately, I didn't get to see. Ah, uh, um, And I no, no regrets because the way life works is that if I had diverted to a different situation, I would have met this person, this wouldn't have happened, things change. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I didn't get to experience everything that yep. maybe a couple of my friends did, but I experienced things they will never experience and um, it all falls into some sort of weird shit that we call life. And, yeah, you know, exactly. I'm not going to fucking go backwards and say, I wish I did this. You know, I used to do that with graffiti, go, fuck, why didn't I do a building over the windows on that thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then I think, well, hang on, to stop other dudes wrecking on spot, I did colour in a window of this fucking machine which put security on there so they couldn't get the paint anymore yeah. you know it's just a stupid thing you, you can't go back so you might go forward no, we dude. live we we actually live right fucking now not yeah. yesterday yeah. and not in the future we live right this fucking second yeah and memories are great and i fucking love memories i'm a big nostalgia freak but um we live right now yes yeah, so, that's it man that's it so fucking, no point fucking looking around and going oh fucking i should do this did that, whatever. I did that when I was 17, 25, 35. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Graffiti, really, at the end of the day, no one gives a fuck except what they do and what they like. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but yeah. You know, but like it, it is still important to you know document what we're doing. But you know, as, as someone once put, as, as someone once as sorry. I'm realistic. I'm passionate, but I'm also realistic. Yeah, no, hundred percent, dude, man. And it's about them, like you know, like man, like as someone once said to me, they want I can't I can't remember how it went, but it was something like you know when you're driving. You don't fucking stare at your rearview mirror. You know, you look up at the rearview, right. you know, you look in it, you go, okay, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, I mean, that might be a hot chick driving that car or is that a cop or is that something like that? But you keep your eyes firmly focused outside. You know, you might glance up every so often, but then you look straight out the, you know, straight out the fucking, <laughs> out the front window, man. You don't keep your eyes in that rearview mirror. If you keep your eyes in that rearview mirror, man, you're going fucking backwards. You're going to have an accident. You go whatever. And that's, you know, it's kind yeah. of an... an, an and you may endanger somebody else. That's, that's exactly it, man. One thing is that you are not that important in life. Everyone's mm-hmm. equal, and if you're going to fucking hurt someone by being inattentive or being an arsehole, um, that's exactly it. You're an arsehole. That's it, so dude. That's it. Don't yeah, keep your shit fucking tight. Yep. Will whatever, and no, don't hurt anyone because yep. you're not that. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. And when I talk to people about this podcast, that's what I often say, man. Like we, we, do, we, you know, in in many cases, we, you know, we spend our time documenting and looking at what happened in the past, but we only do that to keep our eyes firmly focused on the future, you know. So we can, so we can document, so we can take what we've been given, so we can reacquaint ourselves, remind ourselves of what we had, and then keep our eyes and just show how this has dictated what has, you know, led to the, you know, to the current, to the future, to the future we're building. Oh, for sure. And that's the thing. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, it's good to, you know, say this and say that. But at the end of the day, man, if you're helping someone or fucking preventing someone from being injured, that's more of a brilliant thing than anything else in life exactly so you know let's get back into your history and all that sort of shit like traveling from mount gambia into adelaide early on so you know how, how did that work for you man like were you traveling from the country into or you know or explain the geographics of adelaide so how far out of adelaide is mount gambia for those of us outside of adelaide if, you, if you've got a car it's like i suppose four and a half five hours holy to, fuck yeah right yeah um, there's one train a day that or two sometimes back then that would go to the city, but it's like ridiculous expensive, you know. Yeah, wow. Plus, and it's like forty dollars, and I don't have that, and you know, I'm just a kid. So yeah. occasionally, I go up and stay at Kano's um, house, and would you know go to the bench in like eighty five or whatever it was. Yeah, in the CBD at Myers or um, near the Fountain. And, um, yeah, incredible times, you know, and um, you'd meet all these crazy dudes and that wildfire book really touches on that and you see photos and brings me back. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the photos I have from that era are very minimal. Like I didn't have – no one really had cameras, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I, that's what I'm blown away by the photos. Like, fuck it. The only photos, cameras that people have are either wrapped or they were borrowed. Yeah, dude. So, I'd borrow a camera off my dad, but I couldn't take it to Adelaide. So, you know, yeah. I think Kano had a little Instamatic and I had one or whatever, like a Konica or something. Because we're even like, we're even like, were disposable cameras even available then? No, was- no, no, not at all. No. They're like, what, 
110 film, you know, where yeah. you slide the thing across and you've got that, you know, or the mini, uh, I, I can't remember the terminology of film processing, but it's like yeah. square with round corners, yeah. very grainy, very dirty, depending, depending on how often they change the chemicals in the processing place at the Photoshop. Yeah, I've I've seen photos back then, and it's really good that Wildfire Book does bring out a lot of uh, historical elements that you know people go, oh, "I've got that photo," and like, "Well, congratulations, you yeah. got it off." Something. You didn't take it; you weren't there. Yeah, you know, you've got it years later. Mm. Um, these are dudes that took it there because back then you heard about a painting, you'd hop a train or a bus or would use your train. And you go to the station, jump off, walk the tracks, photograph the piece yourself, talk about it, come back, talk at the bench. You know, you didn't. There's no instant gratification with this. It's yeah. you can't find it. And I suppose that's a huge thing that's different now with writing is that back, I suppose, where we all kind of were influenced by like New York, you know, pretty much is the Sentinel kind of writing culture yeah. would be and then LA in a different way. But we we kind of had, to, like I'm talking everyone back then, like overseas, anyone, had to go to locations to see this. There was no internet. Yes, yeah. Well, internet was, in, was a military thing back since the 60s, but yeah. no, no one had it till, what, I don't know, probably like the 80s or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, well, it wasn't and, readily accessible, yeah. was it? Yeah, so you basically had to go and find what you're interested in. And that makes for a good photograph story and also a good mindset of being involved with a culture um, that you're passionate about, you know. Yeah, it's very jump online, learn everything you want and there some and talk about it on some blog. Not blog, sorry, a uh, messenger app. Yeah. And no, never go and cite the actual location, you yeah. know. Well, I, I, dude, speaking of wildfire, I mean, I read in wildfire that Mount Gambier, like it had uh, quite a thriving scene early on outside of Adelaide yeah. and, you know, yeah. learning learning that it was four and a half hours outside of Adelaide by car. Like how did, how, how did like, you know, how did Graf and all that kind of thing sort of start manifesting in Mount Gambier? I, 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 I moved there like I think it was 80, my, my parents – my mum and my brother moved there in 83 and I think I moved there with my dad in 84. I can't remember exactly. Mum was a teacher, so she had to do country service to become a teacher in the CBD or in the city. And um, so she went down there to do a year of uh, country service teaching and we moved there and like that fucking lived there for years later, you know. I, yeah. I was there from 13 to 14, whatever. To about 17 and about to know and came back and now in Adelaide. But long story short is when I was there, I'd already been doing with Kano kind of the punk rock thing where we were really into music and we we're just doing our logos or logos like the set before. It's like a stylized signature but not a tag. It kind of is a tag, but it wasn't I didn't know what a tag was back like then, you know? Yeah, it's way of signing your shit. And but we would sign our shit on bus stops, buses, fucking all kinds of stuff. But not like a getting up kind of thing. It was more like I was I was here type thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't important to um, really stand out. It was just more important to write your signature in a very nice 
way of writing. I wish I had a photo, you know. Yeah. I don't have photos of that. He doesn't have any photos because he lost his stuff uh, due to living arrangements. I just never had a camera um, and never thought of taking photos of that shit, you yeah. know. Yeah. I really wish I did. I really wish. I found a book recently from 1985 that uh, I don't know if you remember the comic Snake Tales. Oh, no, I haven't heard of it, I don't think. No. Hey, you got the horrible, all that oh, of shit. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there you go. Any or any news or media. So I found an old comic of that and I'd written my name on it, like Scott 84 or 85, and yeah. it was in the old days to do logos that Kato and I would write. And, you know, it's kind of cool to see at least there is something out there. Yeah, definitely do. In an old Hagar comic book. <laughs> That's dope. Snake Tales thing was just on the front, you know, just un- un- unpacked the box recently. I'm like, fuck, thank God I've got one, you know, out of. Like, there's a small. Back then, I'd draw in my school diary and I've got like three pages I kept for some yeah. reason or four pages, and the whole thing was full of shit. I wish I'd kept the whole diary as yeah. one. But when you're a kid, you don't give a shit. Just like, oh, well, whatever. Oh, dude, that's exactly it. It just goes, you know, it goes by the wayside. I think the same thing, man. I've had so many little bits and pieces over the years where I'm just like, fuck, I wish I still had that. You'll just, those random thoughts that'll pop in your mind. You're just like, shit, I had that, you know, like, you know, there's some bits and pieces. I had a, um, I had an old school dictionary of some older cousins of mine that lived in Melbourne and I would have been given this dictionary in the late eighties when I was living down there and it was just filled with tags. It was filled with AC tags and, you know, all Melbourne tags of the time. And, you know, that dictionary hung around, like my parents never threw shit out and that dictionary hung around forever and then you know in the last 20 years it disappeared and i'm like man whatever happened to that dictionary it had just old ac tags and all this kind of shit through it and stuff you know just like melbourne and they were like you know it would have been late 80s and i remember all the throwies you know and all the throw-ups through all the pages and stuff and you know yeah it was some older cousins of mine that had you know just fucking passed it on man no, i know i know that feeling but dude like going from mount gambia into adelaide and then you know the writer's bench in rundle mall like what what was that what was that experience for you like at that time man like traveling from the country into town and then you know meeting all those writers um i suppose myself i kind of was a bit of a withdrawn character in the sense that i wasn't very kind of like here i am i kind of just kept on myself i met some nice dudes i saw some incredible photos but i kind of kept i suppose we've got this old school mentality of like when you're not knowing where you are mm. to respect who's around you yeah for and um so i you know like all these guys i know years later some i've never met again but that you know like it's it's a weird thing back then as a kid i was so into it like the writing side of it, i was so into it that i couldn't concentrate i was I, I i'm an add kind of kid you yeah. know yeah i all that can't sleep yeah, and I would get so fucking blown away by shit that I almost like want to explode. But <laughs> yeah. I kept my mind quiet and my voice quiet, you know. But there'd be like thirty fucking dudes running around Adelaide doing tags. Yeah, yeah. And I come from a country place where maybe there's ten dudes that do graffiti. Yeah, or like five that really are into it, and maybe there's only three that really do beyond what's normal yeah and i'm like this is incredible this is kind of what i expect out of one of those books of, i don't know and like subway i hadn't didn't have it you know yeah yeah oh well it's the only thing i've seen is 
that daytime TV show, Buffalo Gals, and maybe a bit of like fucking Kojak and you know weird shit. Yeah, just whatever. Shit. Yeah, whatever. And whatever showed up in the background you know, of those videos. All the, all the good stuff, you know. Yeah. But I didn't. I I was kind of almost like once I moved away. It's almost like when Maxwell Smart pulls out the cone of silence. <laughs> the cone of silence down there. There's a few dudes that can penetrate the cone of silence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot going on, you know. And then you go to the city, and there's 30 dudes running around doing these crazy signatures. Yeah, and yeah. It's like they're all wrapping off each other, like influence, style-wise, or what's going on, or culture-wise. Yeah. And like, man, this is a Fucked up time to not being in the city. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Tough. So, I, you know, and I'm lucky you can't ever send me photos. But I, there's only so much photos someone can send you financially and as kids when you don't have money. And, you know, so I kind of did that whole block everything out and do my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. But and- I do my thing thing. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude, no, 100%. And, you know, like if we also remember like the code of silence, when that code of silence would come down and get smart, everyone outside the code of silence could hear what was going on bar the two people oh, sitting in it. Totally. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's how bugged out that shit was. <laughs> and not unlike, not unlike probably what the graffiti scene was in that time, you know, you might have been sitting opposite a person you never knew, but then the others outside of the scene were like, oh, okay, you know, these two dudes are kind of outcast, misfit type dudes that are probably, you know, that are probably on a fucking similar path what you know, the outcast mis- misfit scene pretty much resonates well with what i was about i suppose i didn't yeah. i wasn't a big name i wasn't someone that came to late in that era and went hey here i am or whatever yeah so this and learned and got along with my friends and um, I'm, I'm fortunate that my friends were some of the biggest innovators of style writing or writing yeah yeah, a hundred percent. Was it was it Kano that took you to the writers bench? Like when you landed, when you wound up going yeah, trekking totally. into Adelaide? Yeah, it would have been. It would have definitely been because yeah. um, prior to that, I would have been just no. Yeah, it would have been definitely. Yeah, it was Kano. I was staying at his house. I remember actually his mum once searching my bag and something, finding his marsh pencil, and spray paint, or some weird shit like that, and leaving it. But then said to him, if you guys use that paint, you fucking ne- he's never staying here again. Oh, I don't even know. But <laughs> yeah. Today that we, we had a smart stencil that I'd racked and it's like we went to the CBD and we're doing the stuff and we're tagging whatever. And it's like in my mind I'm like, do I have to clean the nozzle when we get back? Otherwise he's in the shit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And she, she was a lovely woman, which she still is. Yeah. And um, yeah, she'd hassle him, but not me. And uh, yeah, definitely Kana. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Did you? He, he was integrated big time with the writing scene, but not uh, what do you call it? He wasn't a fuck about Phil kind of guy. He wasn't a yeah, a, an, an idiot like a like a show pony. He was like a style master. Yeah, definitely, man. No, dude, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. Like, yeah, and he's someone that I definitely have to have on this show, man. Like, you know, I've got to, I've got to make the effort, reach out, and make that happen. You know, like a hundred percent. Did you see? Did you, did you see Wiki and Captain Color and those sort of early Adelaide writers in in that period? Had you, you know, were you yes. aware of what they were doing? I, I remember. I, 
like at that book launch recently, I saw Ecstasy, who I hadn't seen since 1987 or no, 86 or 85, whatever it was. Yep. And, um, you know, I said, hey, man, my name's Scott, whatever. I went to your house to see your brother, Captain Colour, and you, and I saw these incredible outlines. He goes, you came to the house. and went, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I, I said, I remember the visitor's book on the scroll on the back of the phone card. <laughs> and he crossed it up because even though the book doesn't have that in there, there was this thing that I thought no one knew about and I was making it up in my head. Yeah. The scroll behind Funcar and um, it was on the opposite, the back of the wall and people would sign it. And so one time Kano and I went out there like to hang out next to seeing Captain Carla and um, I didn't know these guys, you know, they all knew each other. And they were just showing me drawings and incredible shit, you know. And I remember seeing the scroll and all these dudes are tagged it and they're kind of like uprighters for the time, but there's a few hangers on, you know. And I'm like, yeah, not worthy. I'm not tagging it. And, um, you know, unless I've got the marker that I want or whatever, I'm not doing it. And one thing I kind of wish I did was sign it and take a photo of it. Sign that book, yeah. You meet these guys and you see them later. No one knows. Well, I, you know, no, none of these guys have known me because they don't even know me. Yeah, no, you know? fuck. No, no, no. It's nicer. We're all nice dudes. Yeah, dude. Like, hey, what, what, what was the impact of what they were doing at that time? What was that on you? Well, I suppose, so you see something like Funcart near where they live. It's on the line. It's on massive grey wall. Mm. Fucking, it's got the word funk art, which is incredible, mm. the way they've done it. And then it's got like a fucking massive tiger like uh, Wise did or Bill Blast in uh, the Rocksteady Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like a big tiger. It's not the same. It's that sort of idea. Um, and then there's a, uh, you know, some of the, what do you call it, the cartoons out of the Cosby Kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, above it. The big hand with the chain. Yeah. It's incredible. It's like a B Street burner. Yeah. But done by dudes who actually do graffiti and at that time it was incredible. You know, they just kept coming back to the wall and having on, having on. Yeah. It's fucking and I, I don't actually know of too many pieces like that that were done illegally to that extent. That's it. Um, I reckon they kind of I reckon they kind of sealed the deal mm. for me when it came to like a, a mural burner. Like after that, it's all name writing. And that, I fucking love that shit, man. Don't get me wrong. But yep. they kind of did the, they did Funk Art 1, Funk Art 2, or just Funk Art and Funk Art 2. I think that really what resonated with me was like shit's beyond letters as well. Mm. But it's, Lettering is, is equally important because at the end of the day, name writing is about name writing. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And those and those early names, you know, Captain Color, Wiki, and yeah. you know some of the others, man. I mean, they're they're fucked, dude. They're dope names. They're dope names of the era, you know. Like they're I fucking. Mean, he was like, I'll be honest with you, he's like an Adelaide icon, yeah. and um, yeah, always been hero of mining graffiti. And if anyone in Adelaide kind of had any weird shit like. Oh yeah, we could this, we could that. I'm like, okay, you're a hater, 
you don't understand culture, um, you know, he he really made it happen. You know? Yeah. And I, 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 I'd never give that guy enough respect because there's always going to be some guy that thinks they're better or whatever. Cool story, bro. At the end of the day, Wiki did it all. Yes. You know? And he's a nice guy and he's an honest guy and he's a fucking lovely dude. He's in our crew, TDC. And there's yeah. a reason for friendship first, yeah. you know, yeah. not graffiti. And um, it's kind of, yeah, he just did Cool stuff, man. Yeah, he was like, like you've definitely a forerunner out of Adelaide, and you know, like, and I, and I, I won't fucking, I won't be disingenuous here and say that I was aware of him. You know, like, you know, like I might be more, like I was more aware of maybe Sydney writers of the year and Melbourne writers of the year and stuff like that. Like, wildfires schooled me on so much, man, and like the impact that he had, like, you know, people putting out adverts as to where, you know, as to his whereabouts, him being in the media yeah. and stuff like that. Like, man, we can't prop this dude enough really you know for what he did specifically at that time when you know man like i mean we're talking 84 85 like fuck yeah yeah and you know he's like chilling at like fucking this bar one night um oh, i don't know this cool bar at the time and there's interviewing and someone sneakily takes a photo and next thing it's on the front page of the the local newspaper you know yep yep and it's like uh, that shows media's dodgy side, but, you know, he wasn't, like, trying to get fame. He got fame because of who he was and what he did. It just exactly. followed him. He wasn't the guy that kind of tried to fucking up his level of uh, Instagram height because there's no such thing. Yeah. I really wanted to know who the guy, who is this guy that's all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And for good reason, because it's doing cool shit, you know? Yeah, exactly right, man. Exactly right. You know, and for anyone, man, for anyone tuning into this podcast and listening, man, like if there's a copies of Wildfire out there available, man, you got to jump on that because, you know, some of this history is written in those pages. I learned so much from it myself, man, you know, like being largely ignorant to what has happened in Adelaide over the years beyond, you know, beyond, you know, beyond the cabs and the, some of the names you're hearing about. I mean, it's just fucking amazing. The news articles and as we stated from the outset, it's an exhaustive, you know, documentation of what happened down there. But how were the uh, like, you know, we talk about the quote-unquote interrogation methods with Pest, Jewel and murder and all that kind of thing. How did how was that in Adelaide back in those days? Were the cops fucking heavy-handed with you guys? Um, I didn't live in Adelaide when I was fully at my capacity of getting up. Yep. So I was living in the country. Yeah, yeah. There was two dudes that were there. Four-time job was to take out a few of us, yep. uh, which never happened. But one became a... Um, Highly dedicated CIB guy. I actually respect him. I put him up on a few pieces. It didn't go down. It didn't go down well at the time. You know, mm. like he was upset. Mm. I get it. You know, you don't. You don't poke the bear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a hard ass fucking sixteen year old. But you know, he was good. Other one became a fucking rapist, Jesus. Christian youth worker dude who um, raped this writer. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But uh, I see the difference in people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. bro. Definitely. No, I get it, man. I get it. When you so, tra- Long story short is I get harassed a lot when I was younger. Yeah. To the point that, no, I don't think many people these days do. Um, when I listen to um, someone like Pest's interview, yeah. you know, it was hardcore. And I, those dudes get fucking harassed hardcore. Like, you know, like 
exactly what he said, waiting at the front of the house. There's dudes in Adelaide like this, like Terminator tents. You know, they used to fucking hang out in front of his house and dudes go to do pieces and they bang on the cop stores and walking out on the on the roof, the car, whatever. Yeah. But the plan is that Melbourne's pretty shit. With what I went through, I'm not the guy that would get harassed a lot. When I did it, it was be like in my face type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you know, as as you said, they they knew you already out there. You know, so you would have had to have been pretty. You know, I mean, even at a young age, you would have had to have been on your toes, being already known in the rural. You know, in a rural community, in a small community. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, harassment. And, yeah, um, yeah. A lot of what do you call it? Messages sent through not quite the legal channels. Like <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> but then at the same time, you know, you've got to understand that that's a thing that, that's a full time job. Once I get any more involved in a full time job, they mm. should be doing that job. Mm. And I'm lucky that they. It's not like Melbourne. Like one man in Melbourne. Some of the stories that you hear are fucking true. Dudes getting guns down the train. Oh, dude, the cop, yeah, man, those cops were fucking ruthless, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, but, you yeah. know, the, like what Jay was saying about going to the room, um, my, my hotel room. Yeah. Um, when I did go back there and they grabbed me, um, you know, they're driving down the same curve the road, punching me in the face while driving in between traffic. Like yeah, that. fucking A. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. They don't even know I'm a rider at that. They think I'm like a fucking, you know, like camera assistant for that spray conflict feeling. Yeah, yeah. And they get the lock-up place, they've done their research and that's when the heat comes off. But, you know, even before that, you know, when they arrested me and so killed her, they were like punching me in the fucking face, driving along. Fuck. Traffic. They're nuts. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. What if I grab your hand and you just crash in this oncoming car? Yeah. That's man. See, that's the, I mean, that's when you know absolute power. When they, I was a little kid. They were adults. Yeah, dude. And and this, and that's the fucking thing, man. And that's what we're talking about. You know, like when we talk about that war on graffiti, and you know that that absolute power that these middle aged men at that time, you know, and we might be going back to the mid eighties into the early nineties that they felt they had over fucking teenagers you know like that's where it's kind of that 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 power that power corrupts you know absolute power corrupts absolutely you know and they take it upon themselves through any means necessary to gain that whatever the fuck they required whether it was you know like a dude painting a panel like you know in the broadest in the broader scheme of things like it's kind of you know it's kind of trivial you know it's like yeah, really at the end of the day when you look at what's going on a lot now yeah but even oh, life yeah. then, even life then, there was bigger things. Well, yeah, any time. You painted a fucking picture. Okay, we don't like that because there's that whole control element. Of, if we seem to not be able to control things like this, mm. how are we coping with drugs, homelessness, society, yeah. and Yeah. Well, not really because we're full of shit and we're focusing on something that someone complains about instead of helping someone that can't. Sleep somewhere now. Me, as me personally, I don't fucking have an agenda. I don't. Yeah. I don't fucking really want to. I'm not putting this out for anyone else. But no, 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 no. My fucking priorities. If I was in some port of 
enforcement slash fucking government thing would be to get people housing, shelter, and help, um, assist with mental health, or help anyone that's fucked up, not worrying about who draws on what because some yes. fucking advertising company hasn't got permission. So really, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Money and pay for an advertising billboard for a fucking Coke sign or whatever, all that cool shit. But if you don't have money, you advertise something, you're worthless and you're a criminal. Yeah. So dude. basically what society is saying is that Without money, you ain't shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and fucking and fuck dude, you. fuck you. I might advertise this little product, which might not be a tag, but it might be whatever. You know, it might yeah. be a, it might be this, might be that. Hey man, maybe someone should sponsor the billboards with bajankles just to stir up the pot. I don't know if you know <laughs> what bajankles. Google that shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. But what a fuck, dude. That's a that's a pretty fucking good point to make, man. That you know, like if if we do think about that time, you know, the eighties were, um, you know, that the you know, particularly the mid to late eighties, they were far more wholesome times. You could even go back to the fucking the television of the era and shit like that. If the police couldn't be seen to be on top of the kids painting graffiti in that era. Well, how could they be seen to be on top of the corruption and the crime that they definitely weren't? So what became the easy target? Yeah, well, probably Sergeant at the time was like, we're not selling enough drugs, so let's focus these people um, to deter our distribution network or whatever. And, um, you know, at the time of that corruption in Melbourne or Sydney or wherever, you know, let's do this to kind of, Take the focus of us. Yeah. Yeah. In blue line, we're fucking up and everyone knows it, but we're getting away with it. I don't know. It's not my business. I have no interest in putting any police officer down or anyone down. Certainly not. In blue line, bro, you know, you're bringing up a fucking kid who's 14 years old. Like my first, not my first thing with police was when I was a kid. But then as I got older and grad, it was like, I'm 13, 14, you know, first time I was getting smacked in the back of the head by this woman who was like, come on, do something, do something. And I'm like, there's 10 cops and she's the only female one there hitting me in the back of the head Mm. and saying, come on, fucking react, react. Because she knows as soon as I say anything, they're going to kick the fuck out of me. And I'm in their their spot and they're fucking nutbags. They've got nothing. Their, their thing with life is, whether they're doing because they want to make the world a better fucking shiny place. I don't fucking know that. As far as I'm concerned, they're just thugs. I've already been beaten. Yeah. And now it's happening again. And now I'm there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck what you do. I, I just keep my mouth shut, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I had a fucking older cousin tell me, man, like, uh, and yeah, he'd been through it, and he told me years ago when I was a teenager and, you know, fucking shit up and whatever, and he goes, man, when they arrest you, don't swear at them, don't give them any kind of high moral ground to take any kind of excuse, any excessive force at you. 
they ask for your name, they ask for your address. You know, back then it was like suspect cards, ID cards and all that kind of shit, you know, like you just give them your name, your address. No one had a mobile phone. It wasn't, you know, that shit wasn't around then. They couldn't get any sort of digital fingerprint or anything like that. But, you know, so you used to say, man, don't swear at them, don't just just fucking go along with it, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, what, what, you, what you write is, you know, like, I mean, I'm talking about being a young kid pissing up in a park and just fucking maybe breaking windows or tagging walls or something like that. But what you writers were going through in that era, man, like you were definitely Definitely fucking big time targets, and man, I appreciate that perspective because it's a it's just a different perspective than what we've had in the past in regards to police, and it's kind of yeah, I I, I get it, man, I get it, I definitely get it. At the end of the day, you fucking if you're gonna be the guy that, and hey, look, I'm sorry, but I am that guy that's the last one, well, not the last time, but maybe three back, I actually said some shit I probably shouldn't have said, and. It, it cost me, you know. Yeah. And it cost me. But at the end of the day, the more you mouth off, the more you kind of are going to get. Yeah. Well, the hard Edu- yeah, Educate by a few hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ice and a few heavy hands. And yeah, dude. The harder you're going to make that situation for yourself and probably the heavier the repercussions at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost like, running up to a group of people and saying some shit like, fight me, you know? Yeah. You're going to lose no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you think, but I've learned the hard way that sometimes best to give you enough shot. Yeah, dude. No, I feel you, right? I feel you. It is, man. Regarding writing, but with having people. You know, different. Yeah, 100%, bro, 100%. Well, let's fuck, dude, let, let's, man, we, we digress in this podcast, man, we talk some shit, man, but we, you know, we, let, let's just fucking keep going, man, let's get into this history with you, bro. If you ask questions, I'll give you the answers. Oh, bro, <laughs> and some. <laughs> dude, the formation of TDC, what crews were you writing with prior? Were you with any crew prior or was TDC where it begun for you? So... When I lived in the country, uh, we were kind of, you know, younger cats. We didn't have any kind of outlook to, like, I, I didn't have Subway Art and all that stuff. Yeah. So what happened was, um, like, I did eventually, and running all, you know, all those, all those books, like, getting up and that, amazing. I tracked that shit, archival kind of guy. But at the time, it started out like a brother and I, Started a crew called FBI, and um, he wrote Hip Five One Two, aka Centura, mm-hmm. and I wrote Fucheck. I, I wrote many names. Yes, there's, there's many, you know. And um, so yeah, we had FBI for a while, and then down the track things changed, and then there was like a, a period of time I was writing different things with different people, and you know, I kind of decided on the TDC thing with friends and we started that up. And then most of the guys that kind of did kind of cool stuff or we'd party with or into the same music or whatever or BMX or fucking anything yeah. from the living room there became TDC and we'd all just, you know, do these crazy fucking... So most TDC was kind of like a friend thing not a, it's kind of like friendship first. Yep. Let's go out and run our names on 
freight. It's not it's the most elaborate fucking coloured thing on a freight train. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. silver, black, white. That's the way I look at it. Silver, black, white. Just hitting and having fun and, you know, getting high and getting drunk or fucking whatever you did or and you get up and shit. And I don't, I, I don't know. It was just a cool time and it's kept going. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been well. You've you know you've continued the crew throughout your career. When people say eighty six, but and I started it with friends, but I kind of my mind says eighty seven. They're like, but in eighty six, you're also writing this one, man. I don't know. Yeah. Who who just pieces by the pieces, not the tags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tags and traps. Yeah. Pieces. Who'd you start yeah. TDC with? What riders? Boots, uh, Battle Boots, mm-hmm. um, and then Risk, who, aka Prism, who was in iOS with Play, um, who was Mane and Rank, yep. aka The Crusher, and um, then they all morphed into TDC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I'm. I, 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 I rate Strike, Cares to. Um, you know, or, or Gambia dudes, um, you know, murder, rota. When I lived in Elston, we, we pieced on the back of Tano's house. We didn't realize it was his house. Yeah. Some little tree thing out the back where across from my flat. Didn't even know Tano lived there, but one night we went there and did a TDC. Um, you know, all kinds of people have been involved with it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, like I said, friendship first. Yeah, absolutely, man. Was was Rank a Mount Gambia dude or was he an Adelaide dude? He's Adelaide, man, and he's probably one of the heaviest hitters in Adelaide. Oh, and, dude, yeah. an, an amazing oh, writer, man. Heavy hitter. There's so many dudes on Mane. All these dudes are heavy hitters, you know, and they fucking did so much for Adelaide Graf. I didn't live here, but I saw, you know, I, I've seen what I've seen and I know what I've known. And those guys fucking really took it over in a small place like this. Yeah, but yeah, rank one night. See, I had a hip hop show, well, a radio show, maybe like '86, I think '87, yep. Brit or Prism TDC. Yeah, my good friend Shane, who I grew up with, and we had this uh, radio show called Radio Clash. It was like 11 p.m. to 1 p. 1 a.m. on Monday nights. Um, graveyard shift, the way we liked it, you know. Yeah, um, we would. Play like everything from punk, hip hop, punk, soul, Acid House when it came out. Any anything. It wasn't about just. It wasn't a hip hop show. It was anything. But one night we rang up Frank and um, he, you know, he was iOS with Mane and Risk, who was at the show with me. And we rang him and said, "Would you like to join TDC?" And yes, because iOS was slowing down, and. Bring up Mane, who was an iOS, and said, Would you like to see? He goes, Yes. So there was this group of people that kind of all affiliated, you know, Parish, all these different dudes from Adelaide. And I was still living in the country at the time, but good people, you know, really good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friendship first is the only thing I'm going to say. You know, a crew of people with someone that you paint with or you, um, you know, or you're really tight with. And the, Friendship thing to me was more important. 
Yeah, definitely do. Definitely. How did you find the expansion of the crew? Like being a founding member, like seeing it spreading through Adelaide. And I mean, like some of those crush, some of those crush pieces that Rank was doing in that, you know, in the early nineties are fucking amazing, man. Like amazing. That crew, his attention to detail state of mind is something that just won't happen again. I don't think in writing until people start educating themselves. Yeah. I, I just, put him up there as he's like a he's like I don't know, like the murder of Adelaide in yeah. a sense. Different style, different way of thinking, but follows everything through. Yeah. Yeah. And really well and has done it all. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I murder called and they said, Oh murder never got up. That's bullshit, man. I remember going to Melbourne and on every fucking line were yeah. run peanut and murder yeah. and I'm seeing top to bottom ones without having like in competitions who could hit the highest you know I remember shit like that yeah dude a no, 100% 100% you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, dude, listen, I've been sent photographs, evidence of it, man. Like, fucking murder throwies all down trains and all that kind of shit. Like, you know, man, no, he, like, you know, he, he got up beyond just being a style master. That's a, that's. The night that you got the red ink on him, I'm, that was the first time I met him. I think I was with someone else and I was at, I don't know, Spencer Street and him. He taxi rocked up and then he rocked up and he just had his hand clean from they, they put red ink, they got his mark and actually I don't know if you said this, I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I think they he did, yeah. Arm in red ink. Yeah, they coloured his arm in, that's right. He mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah. I saw him just after that. It's the first time I met him. I don't know if he remembers that, because when I first met him originally beyond that was uh, was on the bus with disguise of Chrissy and he was on the same bus and we all were talking and they introduced me to him. I said, oh, you remember that thing where your arm was red or something? And we started hanging out, you know. That's how we got it. Dude, but, yeah. yeah. Fucking weird stories, dude. Bro, like, yeah, and man, like, you, and you, then just even just that alone, you know, I was on a bus with Disguise and Chrissy. How'd you wind up on a bus with Disguise and Chrissy? How'd you meet them? So, I reckon years ago, I went to Melbourne one time from Mac Gambia and we were just cruising around, and I had like uh, Puma States. Yeah. These blue and black, what? Blue, no. Black with the blue front, which yeah. is very unusual for the time. Yeah, hundred percent. One particular place in Adelaide had them, and it was very low key. And I had a pair, and dudes come up to me. I might have been someone like Trust you to say, or someone like that that I respect. It's a fucking good writer, you know, done some cool shit. Someone like that, or well, he was there anyway. A group of dudes said to me. They came up to us and they looked at us and said, oh, you writers? And we're like, yeah, we're from South Australia. And they're like, do you want to meet King, King of Melbourne? I'm like, oh, who might that be? <laughs> I said, and I said, oh, definitely. You know, yeah. we jumped on this fucking train and there was like 30 writers and Gaza had, or Disguise had a beatbox. And I remember we were playing like fucking hardcore hip hop by Mantronics or something off the first Mantronics record. Wow. And so you listen to Fucking pumping bass, hyped up, electro type, tight motherfucking beats. Yeah. It's like 30 dudes, the next thing transits are coming, so dudes are switching trains, dudes are getting up. It, it was fucking nuts, man. Bro. Bro. And I'm like, whoa. At late school, 
I don't live in Adelaide. I live in a small country town. But Melbourne is kind of blowing <laughs> my mind. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then years later, um, Chrissy and I, like I'd met Chrissy in, in disguise, but Chrissy and I used to be pen pals, like send photos, and the Melbourne dudes were kind of freaking out that there's dudes from Make Amador and this sort of stuff, mm. not being connected to any kind of, I suppose what you call it, like a record store scene or anything. We're just doing, we're paying. Yeah. And, yeah. and all these photos and shit, because I always used to do the double print thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we we, we kind of hung out a lot. And then I, one time I went to um, Melbourne and stayed at Gaz's house, disguised, and me and him just hit it off. Like, yeah. We were walking around. All night doing wild style signatures. I wrote torture then, he wrote disguise, or he had a couple others, which it's not my business to say. Yeah. But um, we would just walk around, instead of just doing a tag, we would spend 10 minutes doing a fucking wild style. And I'd watch what he was doing. His inspiration, his flow was great. Fuck. Yeah, that, that, dude, that's incredible. But, you know, the night wasn't about just graffiti, it was about we're going to go out, we're going to go. Some beers here. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm not gonna put put him in it, but we go out and get stuff. Yeah. And racking, and then you know we'd be pulled up by the police in the gutter and saying, "Kilda, just sitting there drinking a beer, fucking talking in Hasfield." And I was like, "Okay, this is very different, Melbourne." But yeah, he's a fucking cool dude. Yeah. The best is I got to see a lot of his outlines and me and him had a really good talk about style. Yeah. I mean, hardcore over the style thing. And, yeah, just maintain a cool friendship. So we kind of – he was very inspirational like JC. Yeah. There was also other dudes that inspired me in different ways. Like Murder is a huge inspiration, Ransom, Duel. But then there's Prime, there's, there's so many, you know, like Tony and my, my yeah. friend Tony, my other friends. But it's not like one certain person inspires you. You kind of just, I don't know, you absorb the beauty of their style. I mean, yeah, bro. Yeah. In a sense of what the way you think or the way you are. Yeah, no, 100%, man. 100%. A hundred percent, and just hearing that, in hearing those stories, man, that's yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing stuff. Did you ever, you know, just heading back to Adelaide? Did you ever visit Sturt Creek? Yeah, yeah, I, I did a couple of. I, I think I did one painting there, and yeah. then I went back and I um, did another one, and I went over what transits a trashy RCF spot, but to the point where you couldn't even tell, and I had no idea about the rules down there, and I went down and. Most people paint one concrete portion and did like a double. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just realised afterwards, like I spoke to AK and he's like, oh, that's RCF spot. I said, oh, dude, it was obliterated by transits. And it was all cool. But, yeah, I kind of, I don't know, beyond that, Stir Creek, when I was younger, I used to do a bit of stuff in, but nothing I would ever really you know, put out there to show. And yeah. my feeling back in the day was exploring drains since I was a kid. Yeah. I killed in throw and you find them still from the nineties or the eighties, they're still there, but a lot of them get painted over by dudes that just go, Oh sick, 
this is a, a cool spot home for well the whole area out and do these pieces that might be okay for five five minutes but the history's yes yeah 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 now being a historical archive guy i would never paint over anyone that came before me mm. you know, my world. Um, writing these days is different, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like a millennial thing where they're so worried about what they're about and not what came before. And I'm like, hey, you know, cool, sorry, bro, but there is actually something a bit beyond this. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and you know, I mean, I'd like just reading, reading once again. Like, we'll we'll probably reference Wilds, uh, wildfire all throughout this interview, but reading well, wildfire. Me writing, they should just go into being a fucking DJ or whatever they want to do. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or a fucking um, weightlifter or something or a football star, but don't. No, 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 no. I don't think you should be here. Yeah. And I'm not, there's no direct this to anyone, but the set days, I don't know. I, if I, I don't know. Not welcome. No, I get that. <laughs> I get that, dude. And I ask about the Sturt. I ask about Sturt Creek because, as I was about to say, like with Wildfire Man, like there's a good feature in Wildfire on Sturt Creek, and I wondered, like, traveling from Mount Gambier, if you visited there or if you painted there or. <laughs> You know, it seemed like an early, kind of like an early wall of fame almost in a way. Yeah, so Stoke Creek when I was younger, when I did come down, it was something we marveled at that I never painted. Um, all the walls that I did was later on down the track. So yeah. I understand the same. Yeah, I, I was blown away minute by minute. So there's a lot of BMX crossover back in that era too. And, um, yeah, I don't know. No, it was an incredible incredible fucking amazing amount of artwork for that period of time yeah bro yeah no it looks amazing oh, creek that see so creek's quite a long it's not just that one spot mm. it's actually it comes from hills so other pair other parts that i was used to were not like that so what you see in wildfire yeah it's like the stuff that was on the train line yeah right. and incredible and some of those paintings to this day, I still look at and go, they're amazing. Yeah, 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 100%, man. A hundred and fucking 10%. Absolutely. I about the dude that's doing some goofy style from Europe with the latest technique. I like style writing and I like name writing and I like things that are kind of culturally referenced to the style writing, getting up, I was here kind of style writing, not picture pretty to make everyone happy kind of shit. Yep. I don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, you paint. I mean, dude, like even, you know, as you say that, like you paint in in, a, in, in an incredibly aggressive fashion, like even with the, um, you know, with that, that kind of almost calligraphy, graffiti type thing that you've developed, which is your man, like which you don't see anywhere. It's distinctive to you. It's your own style. Like even that, there's an aggression in it, man. There's that punk rock ethos in it, you know, like it's, it's fucking there, man. You know, you see, you, you hear your attitude and you see it in your work, you know, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it, you know, and kind of, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I get on the Instagram or the internet, I'm like, oh, no, this has become something. Once something becomes popular, I'm not interested. Yeah. I, I was doing that in 
kind of early, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but like 98, 99, I started bucket around with it or a bit earlier. But it, and it just developed, developed. But then once I realised there's all these people doing a there's nothing that makes grace me worse than a circle of signatures around mm. Mm. You know, like I had no idea that dudes are doing that. And then when I see that, I'm like, what the fuck's sake? Uh, time to move forward, you know. Like I said, once something becomes popular, I'm I'm, I'm disinterested. I'm, You're on to the next. Yeah, but I'm still always using it. So here's the thing. I didn't start doing calligraphy kind of stuff to be, uh, what is it? What, they've got like that uh, calligraphy group called... Um, Calic Graffiti, that shoe. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. Like, I don't know him. Uh, he's kind of like the guy that when I'm going to take it to, from calligraphy to writing kind of thing, that's mm. cool and interesting. There's all these dudes all over the world and there's a lot of similar kind of stuff and it's kind of like, okay, cool. My stuff was I want to change at the time when I started, I want to not use the standard implements for writing. I want to try different things. So I'm using, you know, marsh ink or, or fucking different inks or, or pens or hand a lot of homemade pens to do signatures. And I wasn't a real get-up food where I'd write the same thing over and over, but mm. I did do a lot of single hits, tags, signatures, whatever you want to call them, in little hidden places that did last, and some of them are still there since the 90s. Yeah. Because the whole thing wasn't the whole here I am kind of thing. My thing's more the encrypted wild style, or not even wild style, but just encrypted lettering slash almost like a formula of writing something. And I don't mind if no one sees it. I'd rather put it somewhere with glass, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of my attitude and it always has been. Yeah. So not your do the hot pink piece publicly where everyone will see it illegally in the most lit up spot. But I am also the guy that only dresses in black because hot pink, you would never wear that, but you'll write your name in it. In front of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like these tough guys that are like, uh, I fucking write my name in hot pink. Fuck you, I'm a tough, hard motherfucker. Like, <laughs> sorry, bro. I think you should probably wear hot pink and do your piece in black. Yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not really interested in um, – I'd like people to find stuff years later. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But at the time, I'm like anyone that wants to get their stuff publicly noticed. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it in a way that falls into some – Fake scene. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the oh. thing, but but also, like, you know, in saying that, you know how you're saying, like, you, you know, once this is the thing, you're kind of moving beyond it, but you're moving beyond it because you're one of the people that are helping create it and push it forward. And I'm not pissing in your pocket. It's just an actual, that's some actual factual shit, you know, like, you're really, you're. I've got a plastic lining, you piss in my pocket. I'm sending that shit to Asia to get analyzed. Yeah, go do it, bro. <laughs> It'll be COVID free, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there? So you're not in my pocket, obviously, but what were you saying? 
No, 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 no. Like, so, you know, like in terms of like that calligraffiti, that whatever, you know, if we want to dub it that, like, you know, you're talking about that that Instagram page and all that sort of shit. Yeah, you're exactly right, man. And like, and, you know, I've even seen the some of the LA dudes, MSK and all that kind of thing. I've seen similar styles there. But, you know, you were there prior to that, man. And, you know, it's kind of like talking about murder with the 3D styles and all that kind of thing. It was there prior to that. Whether you get the recognition or not, man, you deserve it. And the only reason you move beyond it is because you helped create it. You're one of the forefathers of it, you know? So you sort of, you move beyond it when you start seeing it popularize in a way. Yeah. It's like anything. Once it becomes popular, you get disinterested. Yeah. Yeah. And I I still love it and I still do it because I love it. But um, I now switch it up to something that's not like everyone else's. I suppose with the anti-type show, I have shown stuff for the last few years mm. that I've been doing, but some of it's out of not total freedom. It's out of what I was doing at the time, but yeah. then there's another it's total like, oh, that's a bit different for him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally switch things up constantly. Yeah, yeah. Even the body dies. You know, my mind works faster than my body. Do you, do you do you do you feel do you um do you kind of feel like a I don't know not not a I mean I wouldn't say a waste but like a um you know if, you know when you go into like that kind of gallery thing like the the anti type thing like you're doing at the moment is there an expectation of you to provide that specific kind of work almost you know because you are known for I mean dude listen I've seen massive productions by you that are just filled with that cleavage I cannot even imagine how long they've taken you is there is there you know is there a weight on you to provide that for the broader public to engage with your work I suppose what it is is just being myself yeah and do what I can do with what I've got at Mm. the time my resources mentally, physically, and material-wise, I just go for what I can when I can. Yeah, yeah. If someone was to say to me, you want to have a show, what would you do? It would be totally different because yeah. financially slash um, doing everything myself slash what I can do in certain times. When, like, you know, last show. My studio is fucking freezing. Uh, nothing was drying, you know, not a flight, whatever. Uh, first world problems. Cool story, bro, whatever. But <laughs> time to fucking work out. And they said, oh, you can use the gallery to paint at night. And I'm like, do you understand the amount of destruction that comes with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm no like, doubt. And it spills. Your floor is never going to be clean. You know? <laughs> I'm like... It's that thing that if I could do what I really wanted to do, this isn't it. Yeah. But this is what I'm about right this second. Yeah, 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 what yeah. What I really like to do needs a little bit of backing and help. I can't all, – all my ideals and my ideas that are pretty, I suppose, a little bit out there when you look at the graffiti writing things, it's not relevant, are uh, kind of things that can't be – Done by one person in their own casual time. Yeah, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a magnitude and scale to what you do that requires a vaster level of resources, you know? Yesterday I was like, um, I should be uh, working on this pillar in the gallery, but me and my friend Nexus TDC, I finished off this DEFCON piece that 
we've been doing and we're doing it when cars aren't parked in front of it on and off when we finished it last night. And to be honest, I get a glow out of that finalising something. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's put it up yet on the Insta, Insta net, but, you know, I will put it up later. And, you know, it's good to finalise things. With this exhibition, though, what I'm doing with the ANSI type is it's not finalised. Mm. You might have cut opening but every week I'm adding little things on. Painting the pillow, I'm actually putting some little pieces of work in there for sale that I wouldn't normally do. I'm just adding little things in. Yeah. It's not about making money or it's not about you know this and that. It's just challenging the idea of change and instead of going, okay, we've had an opening, opens this day, finishes this day, every week there's something changing. Yeah. Yeah. So the book, the cabinet of all the star writing stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone notices this shit, but I'm switching little things up here and there and moving things around, adding things and taking things out. Now, if they don't notice, that's not my problem. I know what I'm doing, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you view your art, like, because your art, there, there is, like, you know, that aggression, but there is so much movement in it. Do you view your art, like, beyond the, beyond, you know, beyond the confines of three letters, beyond the confines of K, A, and B, is your mm. art, like, a fluid kind of, do you feel it as, like, a more fluid kind of, um, you know, like, does, is there movement to it, I suppose? Like, do you require yeah. that movement? this movement. And the thing is, ironically, what people think they're reading is one particular thing. It's not like exactly what they're reading. There's hidden messages in all of it. Yeah. There's a lot of symbolism. There's things that I started, like I have X amount of throw-up names from 84 onwards. Mm. They're encrypted in there. And no, they're not labelled and they're not said, but they're in there. Certain names are in there. And it's not about trying to fucking pull the wool over and eyes. It's trying to say, like, hey, when I was this age and I'm alone at fucking 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm doing these trials, I am this person doing this thing. I'm actually just giving you a little hint of that, even though you don't know about it in yeah. my mind. So there's a lot of archival kind of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. History. But, you know, if someone was to say to me, can you explain this painting? I thought, yeah, it's just like whatever I um, uh, at the time, this, 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 and this. But when I say buy it, I'm yeah. not going to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like I'm not interested. There's so much shit that I keep hidden, and it's nothing to do with sales, nothing to do with that. I just like to keep a little bit of mystery and secretive shit going on with what I do. Yeah. And yeah. Price has been like that since day one. There's pieces no one has ever fucking seen that I have. And, you know, if I pass away, well, that's the way it is. But at some point I might scan them, I might make a little, I don't know, what do you call it, like a fucking secret, uh, you know, when they bury shit in the ground. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 a uh, capsule, time capsule. Time capsule. Yeah. When I'm gone, I could maybe, like, say, hey, fuck you guys, look at this shit, you Yeah, know? dude. Yeah, 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 dig this up in fucking 50 years' time. <laughs> I might put like a fucking, I might go buy a vibrator or some shit. <laughs> Just a fucking But no, at the end of the day, is what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff with my artwork that people have never, ever understood yeah. or about, but I continue to put things in there. All those drugs aside, it's a lot of encryption. 
All right, bro. Yeah, no, cheers for the break, man. I just wanted to fucking do it. I wanted to pick up and I wanted to start like, you know, as we do with everyone on this podcast, man, we get into specific pieces and I want to go through some of those specific pieces with you, dude. And in particular, just kicking things off, like, I mean, I'd love to talk about some of Rank's crush pieces and all that sort of shit, but, you know, but, but dude, like the death connection piece that you did at the um, Adelaide Uni with Parrish in what, like 92 or 93, something like that, like... That's ancient, yeah. But an amazing piece for its day, you know, like an amazing production for its day. The the funny thing with that one was um, I went there like four days ago and it's still there. Wow. But there's a building in front of it. Um, It's so faded. There's all kinds of weird shit in front of it. But it's still there. One thing that bothers me was I all I had to do was put two colours into those bombs that were down the bottom. Yeah. I was so exhausted from no sleep the night before because whatever I was working on. Like so with that sort of shit, I would rock up to that to work, do my piece, whatever. But at night I'd always be living for the night, so I didn't sleep a lot. Yeah. Rock up, so exhausted, finish it off. And I think they had like a launch thing for the thing because across the from us was a piece from Bo, Seven and JC. Yeah. Sydney JC legend. And yes. Seven and um, Bo, all legends, right? Yeah. So um, there was like a bit of a launch thing and I think Parrish said, dude, we're going to go inside for the launch. And I'm like, oh, I've got to put these greys in the bombs. And we both looked at it and just went, oh, fuck it. I think we just went behind and then in there, whatever. And um, to this day, I look back and go, those bombs suck. I had that piece because of this. Other people go, I love the letters, I love the colour. Because all, all our colours were mixed, toxic. Yeah. You know, like we hand mixed our shit. Um, that's why those colours are so different from that era. But yeah, it's still there, and across the road it's the um, old school piece from JC Seven and Five, and it looks fucking, you know, it's worn as fuck. The light, it's it's been in fucking twenty something years. Yeah, I was going to say, man, and they're still there. They're still there. Yeah, still there. Ours has a building over it, like a actually not a building, but like a kind of uh, like a mechanical, a giant generator or something built over the top. But yeah, they're still there. They're wow. faded, but they look cool, you know. Wow, dude, no, that's dope, man. I can't believe that shit's still there. That's that's unbelievable. And the colours, bro, the like the vibrancy of those pieces, man. And that, like looking at a lot of the Adelaide pieces of the era, man. Like you guys, there was a there, were, there were, man. You were using some fucking vibrant colours, man. Like vibrant colours. A lot of Pascal, a lot of Plastico. Um, a lot of toxin, but then there's people like Rank and myself, we would mix our own colours. Yep. So a lot of outlines that you'd see go, How the, what the fuck is that? Well, Melbourne dudes would probably not even look at it because they had super spray and all kinds of cool paint back in the day, like old, old bronze, and, I don't know, sick shit, you know? Yeah. But I was kind of... I don't know, kind of like Sydney, but better in a sense that they we had a few extra brands. Yeah. Now, Sydney had some incredible shit that I don't know about. Yeah. From what I understand is that um, early days, yes, like with the Buntlack and the Marabou stuff, later, no. With Adelaide, we kind of got the dregs of everything. But, mm. you know, we'd go to hardware stores out of bounds to find old colours and shit like that. 
Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Regarding that piece from Parish, we mixed hand mixed um, a lot of paint ourselves, the outlines, certain fill colours, and I I got like five hundred duplies, old school lead based dupli colour. Yeah, dupli colour. Yeah. Chevrolet yellows, I think it was, mm. and I'd send like you know 24, 36 cans of dual, and he'd send oranges and reds back over to me from his stash and shit like that. Wow. But yeah, that piece was mainly hand mixed colors, stock colors, and then a few you know dual dual sent. Uh, touch up colors as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you and you were trading colors. You were trading paint. I was good paint of each other, friends. You know, just yeah, good just, yeah. And he's over here. Hey, bro, just got five hundred cans of this. Take what you can back. Blah blah blah. Oh, next thing you know, there's this thing sent over to me through whatever. Who else can I lay? It's all these crazy fucking reds and oranges I've never seen, you know. Yeah, fuck. That's unreal. Davis, little cans meant little time, little um, coverage because of the freights were so rusty where I lived. Yeah, yeah. And like that would not go too far. Um, obviously on the panel in the CBD it would be great, but, you know, I was always after big cans or whatever carbon. So I never got into the duplies as much. They were just more like a in-between thing and yeah, yeah well, I've got 500 of the yellow Chevrolet slash and a few others and we're trading our colors which is cool I've got to try a few cool things Fuck, having 500 fucking cans of that man Jesus that's something yeah, I have a lot of weight though I gave yeah. heat for people yeah I just it's not all about me yeah yeah I what it was is dudes are buying for like five bucks each for a joint and I think I got some park run and then the council turned around and said, we don't want what you paint on this particular wall, but if you find another spot, good luck to you. And <laughs> the art ended up being, okay, I'll go paint this other spot, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just went, fuck you, dude. So I'm just going to spend this on spray paint. And, yeah, just went in and sort of paying $5 can and said, I'll take every can you got. <laughs> I'll take it all. Fifty cents each, loaded up to my friend's Jeep, and up we go. And it's the most incredible paint I ever had. To Fuck, that's unreal, man. That's unreal. It's not duply like what we had, what we had in the eighties. It's older, sixties duply. Jesus know? Christ! Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. How was it to use? Oh, fuck. I'll be honest with you. I've never used a can that was more insane than that. And most of the can stock cab on them were incredible. Yeah. But Frank and I would um, mix them into uh, all these weird aquatic limes and fucking peaches. Because it's a beautiful buttery yellow. You can make anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But it got to the point where we were so sick of mixing. And then Dimark. There was a heap of Dymark that came here, like yeah. Rose. Yeah. And um, that switched it back up and got back into mixing again. But um, yeah, I kind of had to have enough of mixing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, he's running it early, man. Mixing and shit. Like, that's. Oh, yeah, well, I reckon Murder was the first dude that showed it to me. He yeah. came back to Europe and 
the double caps and would play around with that. And then I showed that to Rank and then one day he came up to my rooftop where I live and this, had this rooftop and she looked over for a man center. And we're up there and he's like, what do you reckon of this? And he pulled out, what he did was he shaved down a um, Tana cap. Yeah. To Japan. And I, I, I give Rank the fucking, I give Murder bringing the mixing and then we give Rank the fucking status of Actually thinking, okay, for SA, this is the paint we've got. Yeah. And him were up on that rooftop every fucking night mixing. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. And that, and and, that, and, that, and that, him, him being a fucking articulate dude, yeah. you know, with fucking um, color concept and screen printing background and ideals, like like same with Jay Murder. Yeah. Totally everything like that. Um, he was like, let's try this color with this color. Oh, normally I'd go, okay, that's going to go shit. Mm. And it's, well, some of the brightest lines. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. Dudes would, I remember that Heidelberg wall. The aerosol comp? Yeah, so I was there and I had to go to court Monday for panel. And um, trans would give me the shits and hassle me and that. And I remember just not being into it and me bring Kathy's house or Jay's house, saying it's cab there and no one be there. And I walk down and says, I'm so fine. I just wanted to make sure I was there. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, you know. Mm. But it was a fucking not a good time to be painting for me. But, um, you know, I remember people coming up to me going, what the fuck is that paint? And Rank and I have been on the rooftop you know, three nights before and mix all these old plasties and toxins into the most insane fucking colours. There's a tripping, you know? Yeah, yeah. What was but your... At that time, Melbourne had better paint than all of us back in the day. It's just a really run out, you know? What was your experience at that aerosol comp? How was it? I don't know. some kind of part of you that when you know you're going to court for a panel in a few days' time, and run-ups and that you've been already sentenced to three months for cutting a fence and for the panels that no shit been... in melbourne oh uh, yeah so it's kind of i wasn't fucking firing on all cylinders so to speak i mm. was kind of a bit like what's going to happen you know yeah and um yeah i've been in trouble with the uh, handle before but not in melbourne with writing and then making a case of it. Yeah, fuck. That's the one where they went, fuck this, we're sick of people coming in to stay. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a sh- shitty kind of time, but cool at the same time. What happened? Did you get three months? No, so I went to the case. Um, so what happened was I rocked up and um, they kind of, I didn't have a lawyer or anything. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, you've got to get three months for cutting the fence and three months of the panel or some weird shit like that. The fence was there, like PJ and TK were there out the front. Wow, really? And the court-appointed lawyer said to me, would you like to appeal this or would you like to do your time? And I kind of looked at him like, take a fucking wild guess. (laughs) Yeah. We appealed it and I walked out there rest of me straight away again for run-ups. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was uh, basically I got arrested 
with close friends. They said, let the close friend off if I did it to myself because they were there. Yeah. And they let the person out, my friend out, and I um, copped to the run-ups to allow them to walk away. And then I had that on top of me. So it's gone back and forth, you know. So, so, did, went, so did you wind up having to get a proper lawyer? Because, like, man, I, I mean. Actually, I did. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Because those court-appointed dudes, man, I mean, I learned that firsthand myself as a kid, you know. Like, oh. I remember going, you know, I got in trouble as a kid and then didn't want my parents to know. And I was just like, man, I turned up to court, got a court-appointed lawyer and wound up with a criminal conviction, you know, like at fucking 18 years of age or something. All because, all because you didn't want to spend 500 bucks or didn't want to tell your parents or, you know, whatever, you know, like it was like you could have spent 500 bucks on a lawyer just for that and then got out of all the bullshit, you know. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Eventually when I came back to South Australia, I actually contacted my parents and told them what was going on and they were coming mm. by the way. They kind of, I, I suppose it was inevitable in the sense of what I told you prior that when I was quite younger, they'd get messages passed yes. through to me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, different time, different place, but, um, you know, they weren't very happy about it. And it got to the point where my um, father actually came over from South Australia to stand up and give his testament of my character. Yeah. So I from a gallery and shit and, um, you know, a gallery from Gambia. And then, um, you know, that was kind of cool, but I still had to say goodbye to my partner at the time every time mm. I went to the because I thought I was going inside and they wanted to arrest her again. And it was a weird time, you know? Yeah, fuck, dude. That sounds yeah. hectic, eh? It's fucking pain in the ass, yeah. And then it went on, like, even after that, once I got through it all, they were sending me bills and they'll pay them and they would send me receipts. And at one point I got this fucking... I don't know, what do you call it, like a warrant, I suppose, where they say if you don't pay this bill by, not a warrant, but like a debt collector, and say if you don't pay this five grand bill by this time next week, you go back to jail for your original charges plus this, 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 and this. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, you know? Yeah. And they're pre-internet. So everything is done by letter. Yeah. And I'm planning on these money orders, and I don't know whether they were getting them or whether it wasn't. Working out, I don't know. Yeah. There's a fucking problem there, in there, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what a fucking crazy time. At the end of the day, I borrowed some money. I paid it all off within a week. I did a job doing painting with Rank, who helped me to get me out of the shit, and I hooked him up like fifty crowns or something, <laughs> bucks or whatever the hell. Yeah, and paid my fucking debt to society and graffiti. Paid for graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> and so goes the circle of life. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> At the end of the day, what I did on the train, it's not that spectacular. I'm not joking off on it with 15 mates going, this is amazing. Why don't you just um, take a photo of it, mm. it off, and it costs you $30 to clean it off. Yeah. And Maybe worry about the guy that's exposing himself on the platform. Yeah, dude. Or the guy yeah, that's yeah. fucking Robin dudes or the guy that's... Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work out like that, does it? Blah, blah. Or what, you know, come on, dude. What was that it's, for? Was that was that, was that for painting the grey ghosts? Because you painted the grey ghosts while you were there. That was a different era. That was a different time. Ah, um, right. That was... No, this was Hitachi's with yeah. Puzzle and Pronto. Oh, wow. Sick. 
That's, well, we'd been to a couple of yards that night, and that was the one that I got charged for. Wow! So did everyone? Never, every, never got caught in the name of tag. Yeah. But uh, you know, through different things that happened with that film or whatever, I um, ended up going to court. So. Oh wow! Fuck, dude. How how long did you spend in Melbourne? Oh, dude. I um, only lived there for six to six months. I um. Chrissy originally, um, my friend Chrissy, she, her friend knew some sort of goth punker dudes, and I lived in their garage for a while, yeah, about months, and then I, after I'd been hit by a car, I lived in this flat, and then I had to move back to the, to recuperate. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, right. So, so a lot of those. Days, hanging out with them and say, oh, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, so a lot of those trips were they just sort of one-off trips? You going over there for a few days and coming home, or how was? How I mean, go there for, like I'd, I'd come over and say, guys, to Spaz's house for like a week, yeah. and then eventually when I moved, I'd come over. Yeah, I used to actually say, guys, this house a bit on and off. One of the things that beyond graffiti, me and him were kind of cool friends, and I miss that day. Very interesting guy. Like, you know, take all the graph crap away. Um, me and him just click with music, and he's a lovely dude, you know. And I used to stay there a bit, and I think that's because it wasn't just about graph. We'd just talk about similar music, and I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But you know, Chrissy yeah. and I were good friends as well. We were pen pals, and then through them, one time we we're on some bus, and I met. Jay Murder, and then I met him on the train on the uh, on the um, you know from Grand fucking Rick and West and like whatever, mm. and I'd hang out with him and you know I but you know like in Adelaide I'd met Wisp and Brands in the '86. I was up here from when they country. came over. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know they're lovely dudes and cool dudes and style artists, you know. Yeah. Have you maintained? Have you maintained any contact with um, Gaz, with Astro Gaz, disguise? Um, no, no. That's the thing. Um, you know, like I know, I hear stories of what he's up to, and mm. you know, his interest in um, writing and all that sort of stuff. But I don't want to be that guy. That there's a million dudes that love him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an incredible person, incredible artist, incredible fucking mind. I don't want to be that guy that fucking harasses him. But at the same time, I do speak to. Acts from MSA occasionally, yeah. and occasionally shows me a photo or says I caught up with him with someone like Ahmed or whatever. Mm. And I've seen him, you know, and, and it's one of those things. I just haven't seen him for that long. But at the same time, when I go to Victoria, I'm hanging out with Dash, Parrish, Poise, Poor, just all the TFC, TDC days, yeah. and then other friends. I don't really go out, you know, Kano, if. You know, if Jay's around from Ballarat, I, I see him. I don't really go out of my way to catch up with anyone, but yeah, of course. You know, I'd really like to catch up with him at some point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's yeah. on the Mac This is a weird fucking thing. I don't think people know this, but him and Chrissy would catch a bus or a train in Mac Gambia. Fuck. You know, and they come and stay at my joint, and we'd go do. We got. We would do breaks. We could chase hardcore, and they're like. How the fuck do you do this? Because we're up on top of this volcano, looking down. I'm like, well, this is it. 
we don't have what you have with live active trains and massive yeah, exactly. exactly. You have a small amount of time and you take your risk and if you get caught, you're not running fast enough. You know? Yeah, no, dude, like... The yeah. first the first time I visited Adelaide was in two thousand and two, and we were down to do rap shows and stuff like that. And um, I remember um, we were there, and in peak hour, they were running three cars. Like that was what it was. Like three cars during peak hour. And I remember the dude showing us around at the time. He was like, "Man, this is what it is." And I'm like, "Fuck! How do trains get painted down here? You know, like." And this was in two thousand and two. That's all they ran, like three car yeah. trains. You know, you know what? Like, you know, they do this thing where they run one car and. Yeah. Rank and I were going, oh, look, a bus is going past on the rails. A bus. Because it looks like a fucking bus. There's one carriage. Yeah. What are we in fucking, um, <laughs> yeah. are we an Antarctic railway network that's un- unknown about, you yeah, know? Dude. Or, or, or what, are we, what, are we, what are we got rolling here? Trams. <laughs> you know, like, fuck. Is, is how much money is, there's no one on there, you know? How much money is going into this? Make a better system. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, things change. Things get better as they go. Like, things are changing constantly. Obviously, from where you're at, you would see the society changes. and awesome. Things are advancing here, but um, I still look at one carriage to go. There's a bus going down. I could train tracks, dude. And yeah. I have no interest in public transport. Yeah. I really don't want to catch it. I, I There's no part of me that wants to see some methed-out fucking idiot that's yeah. going to shits and be a fucking arsehole to some person I have to get up and say sit down idiot or whatever mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not interested in that I just would rather just get to where I'm going on a bike or a car or whatever's easy not yeah, fucking idiots on a fucking train or a tram yeah no doubt no doubt no doubt but you were talking about the freights and like you know people coming over and painting the freights you got up on those freights early but did you in your trips into Adelaide whatever did you wind up did you paint the red hens at any point no, no, I never did. No? Um, very close, a couple of times. Um, there was one night, I think we were at Rust's house from CSI, AK738, and yep. there was a heap of us there, like maybe 10 dudes. We all jumped on the um, train to go, and I think the time before I'd wrecked, I'd wrecked this paint from the service station and Tens had it, and he kept it for me, and we all went. So hit, there was all the big names were there. Mm. And uh, me and this one guy um, jumped off at a station because people clicked what was going on, dudes with bags. Everyone knows everyone, you know, it's fucking yeah. weird. And I'm not used to that because I don't live here yeah. at the time. And um, I remember we got to a certain spot and me and this one dude were walking down and we broke away from everyone else thinking, okay, we're going to make our way there. They've got the paint where... You know, we're, we're away from everyone. And two dudes in black jumped out from this, like, box near the line and grabbed me. And my first thing is, like, backhanded. Mm. And they let go and we bolted. And we found out later they were transits. And, wow. um, yeah. Yeah, they, they, but they just sent fines to people's places that they knew. So these two dudes that jumped us... But see, back to them, there were dudes that used to beat up on each other, like fucking riders, skinheads, hogans, whatever. Yeah, yeah. As I was concerned, if you're going to dress in black and hide behind a box and jump out and attack me when I'm just cruising along, I was running, I'm walking along the road with a mate, mm. 
I'm like, fuck you, you know, and it turned out that that's what they used to do and I had no idea of that. Fuck, you know? I know. And so when I got to the park, I um, I kind of stripped down my camera marker, all the shit, and we went to this, just before mobile phones and pages. Of course. So, um, I went to this location that we all kind of knew, caught up with a few dudes, and was like, oh, yeah, that's blah, blah, and blah, blah. You know, sent transits from that time, and I'm like, fuck. You know, so that's as close as I got to the Red Hens. Another time, like, insides, yes. Yeah. A couple of times, you know, doing some lonely type shit where you're just doing it. But I didn't live in that way. So I kind yeah. of didn't really get a good chance, you know. Yeah. I have painted on them, but only legally, and that is a different story altogether. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, 100%. In, in graph terminology, that's art practice as opposed to um, getting up. You know? yeah, so yeah. I was... Had a few. I was on remand for the Melbourne stuff when a lot of the people doing those scrap trains are in the book. Yep, yep. We go there twice and sat there while security came in, never came out. And the people that took me there said, "We've been here seven times. We've never seen this." When I fell in, and I trusted their judgment, didn't go. So yeah, no, I didn't. Never really had a good crack at the red hands, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Fucking hell, man. But how I've been friends since I was a kid. Yeah, and then I moved away when I was fucking thirteen. Yeah, So you know, yeah, insane. But you, but you ran the freights in many regards. Well, there, there was no passenger trains. Right, yeah. there was one with the blue boat with the two car. Yep, and touch that that whole freight yard is off limits. Like mm. It's fucked. Yeah. I'll be all kind of right on it here and never know I'm going to taste it. But, um, yeah, freights were more important because they pull out at 6 in the morning and they didn't know where they were being done. Yeah, dude. Got up. And, you know, to be honest, at that early age of writing, I remember when, say, Disguise and Chrissy did come over and Disguise going, man, you're going to a country. You're not going to a city like in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. It didn't make sense because people like Shime and a few other dudes would see this MIA train I did back in the fucking 80s with a pair of dudes. Nothing to do with MI now, but the old school. Yeah. It's all TDC, and they're like, we saw that in fucking Brisbane. We saw that because certain freights because we had a lot of V-line stuff, so shit would go through, uh, you know, Melbourne as well. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the V-line stuff came up here too. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty sure that V-line stuff used to travel to Brisbane as well back in the day. I remember sitting at the bench once at, on, um, at Richmond with all the MSA dudes. We're all sitting there and Big Freight came through and it was Feline Coley's or whatever they were. And I had one piece with the stripe that came through. Yep, sick. Excellent. Or this stripe. Yeah, sick. Then there's the one carriage that I stopped painting to catch up with someone instead of finishing my piece, like to party or whatever. Mm. And that brought and I was so fucking disappointed. <laughs> and we hadn't been chased. Like other things, you get chased off in 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I had the time to do it, but someone's like, let's go party or whatever. And yeah. Girls and dudes with bottles and things, and let's go to this thing and do that. And, you know, I'll come back and do my outline in a couple of hours' time if I can get access to it. And, Obviously, you never do because it's gone. And yeah, and you yeah. look 
disappointment, dude. That's, um, a, dude. that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Hey, you know, what I was saying is we, I kind of lived, and a few of my friends, we kind of lived ourselves as writers, but as that as part of our life, not as our life. It of course. was full-time commitment, but like getting paint, doing walls, whatever, and hitting freights. But at the same time, we're people, and we like that whole catch up with people and let what hey you've got let down and have fun, you know. Exactly, man. Exactly, exactly, and that's and that's kind of and that's kind of what we're getting to, man. Like you know, like it's it's you know it's kind of family first before it's anything else, man. You know, friendship, family. You know, it's that first before anything, and that's what we're getting through this conversation. But just sort of continuing through through things, man. Because we've spoken to everyone else about it, I want I really got to talk to you about it. The sprayed conflict. You know, <clears throat> listen. If anyone's tuned into the podcast over the past fucking you know month. We've been talking at length about spray conflict. You were direct, oh, yeah. you were, yeah. you were directly involved in it also. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. So the guy Rob, who was he got a grant to make a film from an arts um, council here, um, an arts place. Yeah. I introduced by his partner at the time, who I knew. She was a brilliant um, person, and introduced me to him. And they basically said, "We're doing this thing." Uh, we're going to do the single Adelaide painting or whatever. Would you introduce us to some people? And then, yes. Yeah. So I introduced them to people. It expanded, it expanded. And then, um, yeah, at some point he said, oh, look, you know, so he would, like, go out and film dudes doing stuff and some things that wouldn't go with him. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't think he understood the legalities of writing like one, what's involved? Yeah, yeah. It was footage here, whatever, and he did some stuff, and I went out a couple of times at Alvarez painting, and you know, out and all that. Then when he wanted to go to Melbourne, like okay, we'll go to Melbourne, go introduced to the dudes, did that, and then he was out filming people doing illies or whatever. And then one night I got a call saying, "Do you want to?" Like I was staying in a hotel with him. I was doing my own thing. He's like, do you want to come and catch up with uh, Puzz and Pronto and Jill and all this and they're going to do a panel? I'm like, yeah, of course. So I went round to Johnny's house and was trying to work out a rough sketch, but I was exhausted from the night before. Yeah. Now, uh, now I'm on set, bro. Oh, thanks, brother. This is my brother, Chef. Just bought me a fucking badass sandwich. Yeah. Shout out to Chef. <laughs> Shouts, bro. Oh man, get some dinner in here. Mm. So anyway, I um, I went with them. Went did, went to a couple of yards. Um, first yard didn't work out. Second yard was thirsty. I think five times we had to leave. Like um, we're all exhausted. I went about five times. I did some sort of piece that was looked like one of the best piece of the world. I was so small compared to those guys because I was tall, but yeah. <laughs> I was really happy with it, you know. Anyway, all that shit aside, um, I got busted by um, PJ and TK when they raided that room, like Jay said. 
like I'd gone back there and they grabbed me and they put me in the car and I suppose hit me in the face and I drive it up the road. And, and uh, yeah, it looked like surf bumps there. Yeah. Like, and, um, I don't know, homosexual rock stars for the era. You know? <laughs> nothing, nothing bad about that. But I'll be honest with you, they looked very casual and like you would not know who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never met these dudes before. I've never had the um, transit thing with those guys. I just saw a couple of surf bumps you know, in my room going through everything. It's bizarre. But yeah, once the piss come out, you click pretty quick who what's going on, click who it was. And, you know, I got back to the transit thing and harassed for fucking ages. And they're like, pick out the person you're with. I'm like, I don't remember. I was drunk or I was asleep or whatever. I said, I can't. Anyway, long story short is that I think it was like getting close to the end of when they had to let me go and I've just had enough and I was worried they were going to see the footage of the run-ups and I admitted what I did but said I'd give you no info on anyone else. They let me out. Um, I went back to FA on the train that night, on the way back on the train. Um, friend, that got out of jail that night, threatened to stab me. This was a shit fight at events, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. And I used to have to come back to Melbourne to go to court a lot, like fighting against that one panel or those throps, and then eventually they got the footage of the throps and there's more charges and arrested me again. And yeah, it's just a, just a pain in the ass, basically. A fucking, it kind of put a dent in my imagination at that period because what I painted wasn't anything that amazing. Yeah. Um, I really wish I'd kind of done something, I don't know, totally not better, but maybe worse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know what I'm on about. What I'm saying is that I would rather have gone to court for something I totally destroyed than something that wasn't quite as beautiful, creative, creative process That's for sure for sure yeah but how yeah. does how, how does that how does that film turn into you know the the johnny jewel show um well you got to understand jewel it used to be a meeting burger that my friend chat made me <laughs> bro um, do you think jewel charismatic guy very lovely one of my besties mm. He had a really good story to tell. So originally when they started the concept of graffiti with this filmmaking thing and Rob, the guy that made it, had never done this before. So here's the thing, can't blame him for not understanding her culture. Yeah. He's thrown in, into People used to say shit about him like, oh, fuck, man. He had no idea what he was getting into, you know. Mm. He copped it. Yeah. He's still a nice guy and nothing changes, you know. Yeah, certainly. What I'm trying to say with the dual thing is that uh, um, you're not going to get a story like that in Adelaide. There's nothing that, I don't know, Jewel's charismatic, like I said. Yeah. Amazing. I've done a lot of things. So it kind of just morphed into that. And that's with docos, you've got to understand that without a set budget slash slat indication, that's why some things are like this radio show. Or say this podcast show yeah. could edit to the point where someone would go, I didn't like what you said about that. Well, it was edited. Like other things I've done. I've had people go, When you said this didn't like it, I'm like, Well, 
you didn't hear the whole thing. Yeah, You're yeah. hearing what it becomes. Yeah. Um, people get too caught up in themselves. Oh, dude, listen, 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 bro. I've I got to say to you, man, i got to butt in real quick, exactly what you're saying, yeah, 100%. I've got Russ in the studio and he just looked at me and we're just like, yeah, man. Like, dude, we've yeah, we've been through it umpteen times, you know, like, you know, certain things have been – certain things certain things have been said on this podcast and other people have a problem with it. One, on one occasion, we've taken one episode down. Everything else we've ironed out with people and whatever. One episode once. We took it down out of respect to the individual. We won't go into it. It was a writer. It was a writer and a, a legendary figure. We won't go into it. But, yeah, we've taken one episode down out of respect, yep. made the edit, upped it in, you know, within sort of, you know, a few hours. But, yeah, in, the in you know, yeah, we deal, man, we deal with it almost on a fucking biweekly basis, you know, quite seriously. Yep. Bunch of fucking school kids fucking complaining about yeah. their hot dog. Yeah. yeah, almost, man. Some days. I give a fuck. This, know, this, this dude got more sauce on his sausage roll, you know, like, fuck. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear what um, programs you guys have got on this because I love listening to casts while I'm painting or doing my thing. Mm. But I'll be honest with you, once I get to that one point where there's that guy whinging about fucking, I didn't get enough fucking focus on this, this, and this, and I did this, 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 so I was like, Dude, you're fucking a legend in your own lunchtime. Yeah. But the only one involved. Yeah. You've got there's a fucking a cast of millions in your lifestyle, but realistically there's nothing there. That's right. Move on. It's not that fucking important. We all shit our pants and die. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. You're not that important. Yeah. In fact, shine, don't fuck it up by being a cunt, you know? Mm. What a cunt. I'm not a fucking cunt. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> You don't have to put someone down or put yourself beyond someone else to be better than anyone. We're all just the same at the end of the day. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. We're all we're all atoms trapped in matter. You know, like that's all we are. Right. this thing where they think their shit is so amazing, and sometimes it's not. It's their crew of people that saying it's amazing. Exactly. And I'm not. I'm not. You know, talking about illegal or who got up the most or who's the best style. I'm just talking in general. Really, at the end of the day, man, be happy with what you do, respect each other, move forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. And the reason we talk to the people we do talk to and nine times out of ten, the reason the people listening may have an issue with the people we talk to is because they're people that have achieved things. We talk to you because you've achieved things. We talk to you because you've had a definitive impact. People prefer people to not achieve things so they feel monitored. Well, you know, this is, you know, this is what what are we doing? You've lost a bit of fucking credibility by this guy who thinks he's uh, some kind of hillbilly tough guy. Mm. Fuck you. Mm. You go off and um, do your own thing. I don't care what you do at work. Yeah. Why do you care what I do? You know. Yeah. But that, I mean, but that's it. But that's that. It's dude. It's all. It's Darwinian, man. It's like it's natural selection. You know. It's like yeah. there's a reason you guys achieve the things you've achieved. And if you're on this show, you're on this show because you achieved those things. You know, like you did those things. You're being. We want to recognize those things. We want to talk more about those things. We want to acknowledge them and document them because you made an impact. And then you get then you get peripheral peripheral figures that have an issue with whatever. And in some cases, we've had legendary figures have an issue with 
other legendary figures, you know, and it's it's like, okay, well, you have to, you know, you have to play a middle ground, you know, and sometimes people might point point their, you know, point their bullshit at us being the hosts or being the, you know, being the fucking people putting out this podcast and then other times it's just a simple issue with the content of the podcast and it's, man, it's a, it's a fucking difficult thing to navigate, you know, like as you would know, as you'd know firsthand, you know, like you've done it your whole life. When I, when I had that store, I realised how petty people could be mm. and I realised how brilliant people could be. And you find somewhere in the middle that's kind of cool. But what you work out was I will spend more time with the people that are more progressive thought in a way that they're not so critical about what they want out of life and how they expect everything to be. I'm more interested in people that are fucking... You've got something to say that's creative or yeah. they're not winning about every fucking thing, you know? Yeah, dude. People that are creating, people that are, you know, people such as yourself, people that are moving things forward, be it culture, be it movement, be it, you know, like whatever, man, you're moving things in a forward direction. But essentially what I was getting at with that question, like why, you know, how did that wind up the Johnny Jewel show was more the how did it start in Adelaide and then wind up as kind of having that Melbourne focus. And it was was it more or less just him being such a charismatic dude, as we've found out ourselves, like he is. Um, what it was was us, we drove from fucking Adelaide to Melbourne and I'm like, you're going to meet Johnny. Mm. You're going to meet this dude, you're going to yep. meet this dude. Yep. Blah, 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 you know, acid, you know, all these dudes. We, there's, foot, there's old footage I've got somewhere, you know, archived and shit, which yeah. I'll give to Jill. But, um, there's footage of us all playing pool, right? There's me, Break, Jay, Duel, Acid, a couple other dudes all playing pool down at um, Koran. There's all this odd footage that has no resonance in the film, but it's wow. fucking cool shit, you know? Wow. And yeah. what it was was we went over there and I, I rang a few people saying, this is what's going on. Are you interested in talking? Everyone kind of was like, yeah, be fine. Mm. So, you know, Ransom came over to Jay's house. Um, you know, all these people caught up. It was good. But, you know, came back, a few things happened with the train thing. Mm. Shit hit the fan. And you Couldn't found and you, and you found yourself in that mix? Oh, yeah, I got charged for that one. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even but I got charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad, bad situation at the time, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, dude, yeah, 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 yeah man, yeah, you, you can be. The film had no idea of what this culture is about until mm. that shit really happened. And unfortunately, it's that time and era, it's pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah, right? dude, exactly. Exactly. At, at the B-Boy event, and, you know. I remember he was covered in blood, taken into his car to say leave. And I went back in and then a couple of dudes stepped to me and they said, Oh, are you part of this? And I'm like, What do you mean? And you know, puzzled said, No, man, this is cat, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Mm. And like you know, if if it wasn't just him, someone else would have got fucked up. Yeah. By Rados. But I'm lucky that I didn't Doing anything wrong, and obviously, and also that people have the sense to know there's a difference between someone I can film, 
someone's, you know, getting a left over to Melbourne, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty marked when you think about the whole thing because I, I know dudes have been glassed before and lost eyes and that's yeah. fucking thing to do to someone. Yeah, bro. Um, I don't know, dis- I have no disrespect to anyone that did that at the time. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it was a fucking eerie ride home driving back from Melbourne with him because wasn't very happy about being charged and um, didn't know how to explain myself as a kid. You know? Yeah. It wasn't too you know, I said to him, look, this is why I was upset, you know. Yeah. He's a good dude, you know, he's a good dude and just didn't know the subculture of our style writing in yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. You know, and then, and then and then navigating the navigating the politics of it and knowing what it was to be active within it at that mm. time you know yeah it's exactly man like it's you know yeah it would have made for an awkward situation for you a beyond awkward situation for you you know particularly well, for you being I mean, an active writer i've gone back and forth to melbourne a lot on the train yeah i lost the court cases because i kept fighting it you know like say uh house and they just did their charges and you know, got their fines, whatever, but because I was from the they were like, oh, we're going to make an example. Mm. Uh, so, you know, first charge was like three months, can't defense, three months for panel. Uh, and I'm like, well, no, fuck you, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I had to go back and forth. But to be honest, it would have probably been easier just to, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to get jail for painting. Why would you? It's no, a no, fucking no. bullshit. No. And who so it's a distraction method. There's no part of me that wants to go to jail for anything. So there's no part of me that wants to go to jail for painting because shit that goes on in society that you don't even hear about is out of control. Yeah. You weigh it up, you're like, why the fuck is this happening? Yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Straight up. I mean, the mind fucking boggles, you know. But yeah, I mean, I suppose for a fucking like a young filmmaker with a grant trying to, you know, just document something that he saw as, well, as he saw as engaging or whatever, like you know, the re- repercussions can come along with anything. You know, it is what well, it is, man. It was very vibrant happening at the time, and yeah. I think as you with him, like Rob, he's a fucking cool dude, man. Yeah. He used to work for penthouse, taking photos and creeps and blogs and all this shit in LA with his partner, like his um, photographic partner. Mm. They do, uh, you know, journalism shit. What it is is that it's a new thing for him. Um, but it was at that point. Nineties are a pretty fucking gnarly time. Yeah. And um, writers were kind of almost, I don't know, went from more expressionism to. I don't know, you've got to lock in your things to get things done, you know, and I expect I expect that and I respect that. But for him, it was more he's probably seeing the glossy edges of the happier-looking side of it, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Well, you know, he he's engaged by the pretty colours, <laughs> you know? Being <laughs> a trainer's covered in fucking bullshit. Yeah. Dudes, you know, wearing tracksuits and puff jackets and mm. he's like, this is a fucking cool thing. I've seen this, but mm. in Australia I haven't to this extent. And, you know, it's like fucking Star Wars or or like, you know, Washing My Name Go By or any of those kind of things. Yeah, so yeah. you look at archival kind of things and you see it futuristically and I suppose maybe that's what you saw. It's like Melbourne. Fuck, it was going crazy. So in Sydney. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Top to bottom, store ups, fucking whatever you want. Yeah, 
thrashed insides. Oh, like, yeah, the shit was just bananas. Adelaide? No, it wasn't. It was no. like very slept. Yeah. But, uh, Same as no, Brisbane. No. Same as Brisbane. Right? Not not dissimilar to Brisbane, bro. Like, you know, we both come from kind of small cities, you know, and that's – it's, you know, Brisbane – you know, Brisbane did it in the early 90s, you know, late 80s into the early 90s, but, you know, probably not to the extent that Melbourne and Sydney, certainly. You know, that's why we all look to those major yeah, capitals. The ship for Brisbane, the thing is, as a kid, when I was younger, mm. I didn't have access to any of it. Yeah. In Perth, I didn't have any idea what went on in Perth. Yep. I can went there. Yep. I like to go to Brisbane once. Um, actually, I've never been to Brisbane in the Gold Coast twice. And, and Toowoomba or something, wasn't it? Wasn't it Toowoomba? I went to Toowoomba and did a painting, but yep. then I went to Cowboy Big Jim's Fortier, to the Goldie. Yep. And to Cordova Hotel and hung out and, you know, all that touristy kind of stuff and had a good time. But beyond that, I've never actually been up that way. And yeah. with Perth, it wasn't until, I think, a report that I've been there. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're dull, you know. But it's so you you kind of have what you read, yes, not, and what and not what you know. Yeah, I'd rather know. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Me too. And and I suppose that's why we do these things, man. Because I'm much the same, man. I'm a person that would rather know. I mean, I want that hands-on experience, man. I want to I want to know that shit. And then, you know, well, why do, why do we do these things? Even you know things like this podcast, man. I, I want to know, you know, like I want to know, man. I want to hear these stories, you know. And I know when I know just personally, and not to not to cut you off, man. But like when I kind of first initially got a broader understanding of Adelaide graffiti, and for those that have made it this far into this podcast, was Full Effect magazine, man. I picked one of those up in '93 from Central Station Records here in Brisbane. '93, '94, I can't remember, but. You know, it was one of those issues, and it was just jam-packed. RCF, JBL, 73A, TDC, like all those crews, you know? Yeah, all good crews, all kings. All yeah. See, real more star riders. Those guys were the get-up guys, and they did some fuck. They still do. Incredible mm. shit. You know, JBLs are everywhere now. Yeah, know? dude. Uh, it's still up, but it's kind of like people getting older. Um, JBL you know, got up in Brisbane, man. I, I don't know, like uh, maybe someone, like if, if you know, for anyone, for anyone tuning into the podcast, man, like maybe you can hit us up. I remember JBL getting up in Brisbane with the THC dudes, and I, I mean, I know a lot of the THC dudes, but you know, this would have been maybe like ninety one, ninety two, and I don't know who from JBL came up here, but there was. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, unless I knew exact names, I wouldn't know. But yeah. things have pushed a bit over time with crews, like. I'd imagine most people know about the RCF change, the way it runs. You know, JBL is pretty a set crew. Um, only the dudes that are involved are involved now. Yeah. Um, people that used to be writing it are no longer. Even it kind of happens with every crew. Mm. It's mm. kind of like who's involved at the time. Certain dudes get locked in forever, whatever. I don't know. But in Adelaide, I'd say that there's a lot of good grab going up there and a lot of hitting and I don't have anything to do with it anymore. I just look at it, you know. Yeah. I like I want to do it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But I do this stuff. And, um, yeah, JBL are still out there doing cool shit and yeah. getting up all yeah. surfaces, trains, plates, walls, getting up. It's good. It's amazing. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing. I don't have much info on grab in Adelaide. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, fuck it, and, and not a lot. And to be honest, man, like you know, beyond beyond in recent times, wildfire and things like that. And if we rewind back to the nineties and we go back to maybe full effect and things like that. Not a lot of information was coming out of Adelaide on graffiti, you know, even with Hype Magazine. You know, Hype Magazine was more Melbourne-centric and Sydney-centric than it was anywhere else, you know, beyond Brisbane, obviously. Yeah, you know, the thing is uh, what I discovered when I had that shot is that dudes like to keep the cars close to their chest and I understand and respect that because here it's kind of like as soon as you – step out of the shadows, you get focused on by enforcement, whatever. So a lot of dudes would just do their stuff and keep quiet, you yeah. know, and because magazines are magazines, not internet, things would be kind of, not, not everything gets into a magazine. Yeah, like exactly. you say, every interview gets edited, yeah. you know. Like somebody's gone, why didn't you say this? I'm like, hey, man, I'm fucking just talking. I didn't fucking edit it, put it out, yeah. you know, my business, you know, and it is what it is. So people see what they see, but they get critical on what they don't see, but they haven't really gone out of the way to educate themselves and look at yeah, themselves. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I feel you, dude. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. And, and, and beyond that, there's even like snap judgment, you know, so there's, there's that just immediate judgment based on maybe a passing interest or a passing knowledge of – something someone or something you know like it's kind of like yeah you know and so people have already just gone okay nah nah that that ain't a thing based on you know based on a passing judgment of something you know and that's i mean that's a fairly broad statement but listen dude i mean let's let's digress so let's let's move through things you getting a laneway named after you man i mean fuck you know and bro listen we've had you for fucking three hours now cab like bro listen we've had you man like we got to wrap it up and I, I'm not going to apologise for that because that's why my oh please don't life. man there's not bro there's nothing to apologise for this is what it's about man it's just getting these conversations having them you know unfiltered unedited man like man we just have these conversations we talk this shit you know like man we're in this studio just listening to you brother like and I appreciate all your time but man I mean you know so, I mean it's something having a, a laneway named after you was it honeysuckle way or honeysuckle lane or something and it's been renamed cab 101 lane yeah so it's honeysuckle lane between Myrtle and Vine back the street of Prospect and in 96 myself Massacre and Rank went there and did one piece each, got permission. And then I kind of, because I lived in the area, I kind of made did tag near Bob, whatever, Buffett, whatever. You got a bad hackers? Yeah. I'll see where the work. And then, um, yeah, I just kept going with it and kept shit happening and got to the point where. I had all these wars happening and then the council came up to me and gave me the card and said, I'm the town planner, love what you're doing, don't worry about the place, anyone, because I could go harass a lot. Number, blah, 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 and then down the track, a, a woman, Carolyn Ramsey, who worked within the arts in Adelaide, who also worked for Prospect at the time, engaged that into becoming named after me. And it was in 2014. That's something I really respect. Mm. Never asked for, but it was brilliant. And um, yeah, I was still painting down there. I finished a big burner with Nexus yesterday, Death Connection piece. Wow. Wow. Mm. 
That's dope, dude. That's dope. I don't know because I'm not the best at social media, but um, there'll be some stuff up tonight. Mm, mm. Yeah, but what a mm. fucking but dude, but dude, what an achievement within itself. Just having just having a lane named after you, dude. You know, you're I mean, you're a writer, dude. You know, like, and you've got a lane named after you in your city. Yeah, I was pretty happy about it. Mm. Um, I suppose it's that step beyond writing where I've also painted other stuff there that's more abstract, calligraphical, or maybe beyond just normal getting up style knowing. But the, the fact that they've seen something in it beyond the whole, um, what do you call it, portrait slash nature slash whatever is comfortable for fucking... Public consumption. Yeah, com- yeah what I call... Uh, commercial muralism. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that because I've got friends that do it and it's great. Yeah. And in fact, some of those studies, I, I love birds and shit. You know, I love seeing birds. But what I'm saying is because I didn't go down that road and I stuck to my guns all these years, I think that's how it developed um, because I didn't um, try and fit in with whatever. Mm. And they, they acknowledged what I've, what I've done, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's more to talk about, but at the same time, I'm kind of proud of it, but I'm kind of awkward about it because, um, I don't know, people just assume that you think you're full of shit. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's a fucking achievement, bro. How many people in Australia can say that? You know, like. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm just not very good at talking about it, I suppose. Mm, 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 mm. Well, fuck, dude. Here's to you. Here's to you, man, for all your achievements. I mean, I mean, we got, dude. We got to wrap it up, man. Like, we got to wrap it up. I mean, fuck. I wish I had you in the studio. Like having you sitting opposite. I think, man, we could make this a fucking three part series, bro. You're just going through the history. I'll come up there and we'll crack a few verses and hang out. With you. Bro, it's, it's it's what we've got to do, man. We seriously have to do it. You know, like with that, this. Up the goldie. If I said I was going to catch a plane at his joint, he would drive me up there. Oh, bro, I'll come pick you up. I'll come pick you up, man. The Gold Coast is 45, 50 minutes from where I'm at. So, man, I'll come pick you up. Don't even stress that. Oh, man, I'll come grab you. If you're ever on the Gold Coast, bro, I'll I'll come get you. Like, you know, because. Oh, it's always been my intention to come up there and the last two times. Like I said, was my homie, Big Jim. Been up there hanging out with him, and he, he knows a few dudes and brothers and. Dudes in music that I'm interested in. Yeah. So I play smart, but it's just, you know, these uh, caustic times are just no. not. You know, it's fucking hard to know what to do. Dude, what, what, but yeah, but this is the thing. What can we do in these times? You know, like, I mean, we can't. Like, it's. And, and I'm in good books here. SA is fucking brawling, you know, but, and, mm. and where you are is brawling. But, yeah. you know, you've got to understand that dudes in Melbourne and fucking. I've just been stuck in your houses for so fucking long. Yeah, man. Melbourne and Sydney, bro. Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. The only so many times you can watch fucking Neighbours. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't even fucking like those shows. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just sit there and watch dudes watching Neighbours and shit. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> now yeah, what are we doing? Bro, there's, oh, there's only so many. There's, oh. there's only so many times you watch The Crown on Netflix, you know, <laughs> like, oh, what the fuck ever, man, you know, like, it's crazy. No, I would watch Law and Order because I really like detective shows. Yeah. So I'd watch Law and Order yep. and I would also watch um, 
I don't know. All kinds of cool shit. I just would watch whatever, but not fucking the news because the news is a total full of shit lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, oh, this many cases, that many cases. Okay, cool story, bro. We've heard this every day for X amount of times. Do you math, recalculate? We've heard it. We know what's going on. How yeah. about you put something that puts a smile on someone's fucking face for once? Yeah, exactly, dude. Oi, listen, man, like with, with this podcast, even some posts I've been putting up, I just post I post up, you know, tune into Beers Beats and the Biz. It's better than the news. Yeah. You know, like it's fucking it's better than the news, man. <laughs> you know? The thing is, we're we're in this fucking weird time. I reckon anything you do for anyone else to make them smile is a fucking good value thing, man. And and to be honest, at the end of the day, Really what comes down to it is that people being better towards other people is the fucking number one thing. Mm. All the writing, all the fucking shit, and everything else that people think are amazing has been shit. <laughs> Unless you're an arsehole. And, um, yeah, I'm an arsehole, but not an arsehole to people. I'm an, no, arsehole, to, I'm an arsehole to people. Dude, you know what I mean? Bro, you're uh, fucking, listen, man, you're real, bro. You're real. And you are, you know, really? I think... Be nice to people, get on, have a good time, don't bum each other out, but also just remember this shit we're going through. Mm. Um, it's either going to pass or the shit will hit the fan. Yeah. Depends what you believe. You know, be nice. Just fucking get on with it. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah, be listen, be you know, and that's the fuck, that's what it is, man. Be respectful to one another, of one another, yeah. be supportive of one another, and we'll fucking get through it. You know, we will get yep. through it. We will That's get right. through it. If you're a fucking asshole or, or you're, you're a prick or whatever, I don't know, I'm interested. I don't give a fuck. You actually have been erased from writing and it's like, doesn't matter how good you write, it's all about how you are, mm. who you are, not about what you paint because we, we got into the painting, style writing thing to write our names, to show who we were. Um, if you're going to be a cunt or a prick, sorry, excuse my language, no. but if you're a prick or a cunt and you're an amazing artist, well, you're still a prick and cunt. Yeah, you're a prick or a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, when, when we were showing our names to say, hey, who I am or here I am or whatever, we were throwing out there to say, hey, I'm an arsehole, but throwing it out there to say, hey, look how electric my name is. I exist. I'm here. Please take notice. And if you don't, and you, you put it up a lot, and you can't, well, not notice, but if you just put it up a lot, but you're also resonating a, um, I don't know, just a sort of thought pattern of something that would harm someone else or be an asshole, well, I'm not interested. And like you guys, you know? <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. I feel you. And listen, brother. Listen, we got we got to we got to wrap. Is there anything you want to leave us yeah. with, man? Do you want to leave us with anything? I'm gonna have dinner. I finish this burger and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, we're having a couple of drinks and we've got a plate on the table too, man. So listen, man. Uh, you there? Yep. 
Oh, dude, listen, I was just about to say, until we can get you into the studio and we can just have this conversation in person because, man, it would be fucking, dude, it'd be fucking, it'd be a five-part fucking conversation, I think, man. Like, you know, like quite seriously, man. Like seriously, brother, I can't thank you enough for your time, your conversation, your contributions. We could get so, man, there's so much more I would love to talk to you about. You know, like there is just so much more. I'd love to go into individual walls, get more into some of those other experiences, more into Adelaide history and stuff like that. But You've given us so much, man, and we've had you for three and a half hours. I'm on my day down where I'm a bit like tired, like I had a really late night working last night. Yeah. And been drifting in combo and stuff. So, yeah, if you want to re-manipulate it, totally cool. Oh, no, no, man. No. I'm out a bit. I'm just the way I am. I talk a lot. I, um, I've got a lot to say, a lot of interesting stories, but at the same time, I do get sidetracked. Oh, so. bro, that's what this shit's about. That's what this shit's about, man. This, yeah. this, the, the, those sidetrack conversations, those off, you know, off subject conversations are where it's fucking at, man. That's where you get the real person, too. So, you know, quite seriously, bro, I can't thank you enough, man. I really can't. I can't thank you enough for your time, all your contributions, everything oh, you do. And until we can make this happen, man, because I think we ought to make this happen, we ought to have you in the studio and just sit down with us. Yeah. I mean, till then, man, I can't thank you enough again. I think Big Jim wants me to come up. His way to hang out and party and stuff. So if that happens, I'll keep you in the knowledge. Oh, dude, please let me know, man. Please let me know. Please let me know. I mean, we'll stay in contact anyway. But, bro, listen, uh-huh. Cab Scott, thank you so much for all this, man. Listen, for anyone that's made it all this way through this conversation, man, it's it's just this is some epic shit, and this is what we give you. We give you that off the cuff, warts and all conversation. This is what we do. And um, I mean, Cab's um. Uh, Cab's uh, latest gallery, anti uh, latest um, ex- uh, exhibition. Sorry, I've had a few drinks. Is on now. Anti type the gallery show. Man, listen, get out there, support this man. Find him at Cab One Hundred One on um, social media. Oh, where is your social media? Where do people find you, bro? Um, at just Cab? Instagram, at Instagram at Cab One Hundred One ISM. That's Cab right, Cab One Hundred One ISM. That's right. Yep. Yep. I don't really have anything beyond that that's that interesting. No, nah, well, I'll be, you know, like for, you know, when this episode goes live, I'll be tagging you. I want images and shit comes up. But, mm, mm, mm. but I mean, even um, even just like a simple Google of your name brings up so much, man. Like, you know, you want to see you want to see Cab 101 Lane. You want to see um, some of the latest gallery work. You want to see boom, boom, boom. Listen, people are going to get tagged in all this. Google it. Google sprayed conflict so you can, you know, so you can catch you know, catch the, you know, 25 minutes that we often talk about over the past, you know, or we have often spoken about over the past month. I mean, bro, once again, thank you so much, brother. You know, like, thank you for everything. And we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, no, we'll do this proper, man. We'll do this proper. And, um, you know, to everyone tuning in, find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash beers, beats and the beers, chip in, whatever you want, find us at beers, beats and the beers on social media. If you're tuning in via iTunes, Spotify, blah, 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 rate, subscribe, all that kind of thing. This has been another episode of Beers, Beats and Biz with another icon, another legend, another innovator of style, our man Cab. Thank you so much. Thank you to all you guys that have hung in there. Boom, boom, boom. We'll catch you next week. Peace.